welcome everybody to another episode of Movies on the Rocks. It is us, the Motor Boys. Motor Boys. All right. And today, uh, as always, today is the new episode. Um, as always, there's us three, uh, the Motor Boys, your three amigos, your three stooges, whatever the fuck you want to call us, um, as, uh, including myself, Bebo or Tomas. My brother, Goody. Hello, hello. And, of course, Derek. The Bidet Bidez. I love how I just get, it's, and, and it's Derek. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to say Derek the Bidet Bidez, but that's on you. Okay, mm-hmm. anyways. <laughs> and, all, and also, we have a guest on our show. Very special is, guest. Very special guest, as always. First guy who gave us a shot of being a guest on his show. Um, so... Um, on the show tonight, we have Mikey from Whack Brackets. Mikey, take a bow. Take a bow, Mikey. How you guys Everyone doing tonight? Hear it. They can yeah. hear your bow. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty big guy, but I don't think I'm that big. So, but okay. now, thank you guys for having me on. This is this is going to be a lot of fun. I loved having you guys on. It was probably the longest episode I had, and we drank. We had a good time. It was it was a really enjoyable. So, I'm excited to return the favor. Mm. And we appreciate it, dude. We appreciate you um, spending some time with us. Um, uh, we, um, as always, before we get started on here, we're going to have a little bit of a disclaimer. So, Goody, if you don't mind, go ahead and give us a disclaimer, brother. All right, everybody. Um, as always, you know, this, the, the name of the game is Movies on the Rocks, uh, which obviously implies we're talking about movies, we're talking about pop culture, talking about fun stuff uh, while drinking, while consuming alcohol. Uh, and if that's something that you're into, you're interested in doing, you want to do it, you, you want to join us in that journey, then by all means, please do so. We, we welcome, uh, your presence, uh, and, uh, yay. However, uh, please do so as long as you are in a full accordance with all the rules, uh, regulations, laws of your respective territories. If you can drink, then please join us. Um, like I said, but if you can't, you're not allowed to for whatever reason, uh, then please do not. Uh, but online, we're just here. To, we're all here, just to have a good time, uh, and we don't want anything to kind of get in the way of that. Um, on top of that, as well, uh, because there's going to be some consumption of alcoholic beverages, uh, spicy drinks cause spicy language, uh, and so just keep in mind it's all in good fun. We're all having a good time here, and so if we say anything that might offend anyone by any of our offhand, uh, off-color comments, please understand it's not on purpose. We don't. That's not our intention, and we're just. Uh, trying to have a good time here and hope you have a good time with us that is all so come along for the ride everybody only if you can legally come along for the ride if you're a young child and you shouldn't be with people of a certain age we're probably too old to be hanging out with young children but if you're a grown-ass man grown-ass female especially come along for the ride (laughs) and love to have you yeah so yes yeah, so we're we're ready to get started. Uh, today's um, episode. Before we go into uh, before we go into our drinks, we're going to news. Just so everyone knows, we will be discussing the '90s cult classic motion picture western uh, known as uh, The Quick and the Dead. So, but before we go into that, uh, before we go into anything, let's go ahead, Goody. Uh, actually, no, because he's a guest, Mikey. Why don't you go ahead and start us off? What are you going to be partaking of imbibement tonight? My imbibement will be this Gotta Get Up to Get Down, which is a local brew beer. Uh, it's a coffee stout uh, from Wiseacre Brewery here outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Actually, they may be in Ooh. Memphis. Uh, they are in Memphis. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you said it was called Wiseacre? 
Yes, uh, Gotta Get Up to Get Down is the name of the beer. And it's, uh, Did you really like solid. have to like go to a beer tour or something to get it, or is it in like distribution no. near there? Here's the thing. I live in a little community. I'm very lucky. I literally live – I counted the steps. I live 200 steps to the front door of a Kroger. And I also live about 300 steps to the front door of a liquor store. And they have some nice beers, and this is one of the beers they have there. So I only had to take about 300 steps, get a nice six-pack of this alcoholic beverage, and walk home. I love that you know exactly how many steps <laughs> to the nearest liquor and or groceries, right? Because there's fun at both. But I love how you know. <laughs> you sometimes you want jerky, right sometimes you want whiskey. It just depends on what you want. <laughs> Domas, what are you drinking, man? What are you doing? I am drinking actually some stuff like I did the other day with the bullet. Um, I'm drinking actually some uh, some liquor that I bought, of course, during Thanksgiving when Goody was here too. Uh, it was drank by my, it was mostly drank by my sister in law, you know, Goody's wife, and my sister actually, who was also here. Um, and we had a good old time. And I bought her uh, a, a Goody likes to call it a comically large bottle of Crown. Royal Crown, Crown Royal uh, whiskey, so I'm having uh, a Turvis full of Crown and Coke. So good on me. Uh, there it is. Derek, what are you drinking? Pat on the back. All right. Um, I didn't go very far. Just a Corona premiere. Nothing exciting. All right. You know, pretty soon I we're going to have something more exciting for the second half after the refill. Oh, oh, we'll see I, how I, it goes. I can't wait. Goody, what do you got? Uh, today I'm drinking some bourbon. Uh, it's from my uh, Elijah Craig single barrel 1789. That's what I've got tonight. Elijah Craig, I've never heard Elijah of that Craig. one. Elijah Craig, it's a it's a really nice bourbon. It's a really good bourbon. Definitely want to check it out. All right, cool. On the rocks, cool. by the way, on the rocks. Of course, yes. That one, that I would do on the rocks. Well, I mean, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. I mean, I had a a nice scotch. The other day, uh, which I never have. First of all, I don't like scotch usually because for me, it tastes like I'm eating dirt. Um, but on top of that, I usually don't have it neat. And I had it neat and it was actually so smooth, dangerously smooth, that it's actually probably the first scotch I really enjoy. It's single malt uh, from the island. I don't know how you say it. It's uh, J-U-R-A, Jura. I don't know how you say it in, in, you know, how they say it in Scotland, but that's where it was made. And it's called that, Jura, J-U-R-A. So... Yeah. It was really nice. It was really good, but cool. it didn't taste like dirt. That's always a good thing when something yeah. doesn't taste like dirt. Um, that's I think it's kind of funny how like um, you you did exactly what I did long ago. Whenever I was trying to find a beer that I like, and I landed on cider, which many would order is order uh, would argue that it is, it's not a beer. So like I settled for a beer that isn't really a beer, right? But yet I don't know. It's good enough for me, and I don't really care, right? That's hey man, hey man. It's all hey whatever makes you. Happy and blows your skirt up, dude. Not, not all men can well, be manly. Yeah. Not all. <laughs> not all. And I, it wasn't me, apparently. <laughs> all right. Well, well, that's everybody's drinks today. We're going to keep drinking until we get to the refill and then just refill again. Uh, but for right now, as always, Goody, take us to the news desk. To the news desk. <laughs> News of the day. News of the day. I love how our newscaster was suddenly like really old. (laughs) News of the day, December 21st. Dateline, December 21, in the year of our Lord, 2020. Anno Domini. All right. 
Okay, so look, you guys well, know. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and interrupt this right uh, now. We're gonna, wow, already okay. <laughs> we're gonna do something a little different today. Two everyone. seconds is all it took. Him. Today we are literally. I, I mean, if you guys are up for it, we are literally talking only about Investor Day with Disney. Are you cool with that? I mean, we could fill an hour with that alone. So, so I'm I'm good with that. Goody, you got something you want to do something different or no? No, no, I'm, that's I'm, I'm fine with that too. Okay, all right. Look pissy. Did that piss you off? I made you mad. You're talking to me? I made you mad. You're talking to me? Yes, talking he's to talking you. to you. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding, dude. All right, so yeah, so we're, we're going to talk about Investor Day. So, Goody, go ahead. Drop it off. Let's do it. Let's start it off, baby. Um, well, do you want me to just do like a hit parade of what they're going to be talking about or what they're well, doing? I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Oh, do you want me to, I mean, okay, I'll go. I can, I'll list, go I can list all the properties and dates all right, and all that coming up. No, no, no. Let, let's let's talk about it. Right now. All right, let's, let's just... Let's just uh, kind of circle in on. Uh, we can talk about Marvel. We can talk about all this stuff. But honestly, I really want to just talk about Star Wars. That's all I want to talk all about. All right, let's start there because I kind of have a lot to say about that one too. There's right, good stuff. There's yeah, good stuff start, in Marvel, but we'll get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there eventually. That's not really important for me. What's really important right now is Star Wars. Go ahead, Goody. Um. Well, no, actually, I want you to go with that. Then you get started. Okay. That. Go ahead. All right. All right. So, so um, I oh, I'm excited. super. I'm super excited. <laughs> okay, the Ahsoka show. <laughs> All right, so here's here's the deal. So, um, if if you were maybe if your head was in a rock, under a rock, or in a rock, wherever it was, up someone's ass, however you want to handle it, it was somewhere, and apparently didn't hear about Disney's amazing four hour investor day that they had the other day. Um, you would have understood that they had went crazy with new shows because we didn't have a uh, you know Comic Con this year, we didn't have D twenty three. They gotta you know, find some way to fill up Disney Plus, right? Exactly. And they got to find some way to present all this material they're going to have now that everyone kind of has an idea of how to handle COVID on, on the set to a certain degree. So with that being said, they went through a huge list of titles. But like we said, we're going to leave Disney and Marvel out on their own, you know, with maybe an honorable mention like Willow is an honorable mention. They're making a series of Willow, which is fantastic. I can't wait for that shit. Uh, but and on lesser important news, they canceled the Lizzie McGuire series. Yes, which Derek is very disappointed about. I can I mean, see the fact that I knew about it at least says that I was somewhat invested. <laughs> I mean, this is true. You're right. <laughs> this is very true. It's very true. But so, what we're going to discuss though today is we're going to discuss what the now eleven shows that are going to be coming on Disney Plus from Star Wars and movies that are going to be coming out on Disney Plus and the theaters, of course. So, Goody, go ahead and give us a rundown of the shows that are going to be come, going on Disney Plus and the movies that are going to be coming out in the theaters. All right. Well, yeah. Quote, cool. maybe in the theaters. We'll see how that goes. Maybe they uh, date. Maybe they yeah, Remember my, my rant? Just like Mulan did. Watch. Yeah. And, and Wonder Woman and all that. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean. All right. So, um, what have they, they've already announced? And they actually just released the logo for it today. Uh, one of them, they announced at the, well, whatever. Uh, they've announced the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, right. <laughs> That was, well, they announced the Boba Fett series. Well, that wasn't that. Was, yeah, that that wasn't at the Investor Day. They didn't even say that. They uh, kept well, that one out. There it is. Yeah, good luck with that, folks. Uh, they're going to they confirm that they confirmed for 2022 uh, uh, Star Wars Andor. All right, basically, kind of based on the uh, the Andor, the Cassian Andor character from Rogue One. I'm, I'm assuming it takes place before the movie, since spoiler alert, he didn't make it like everyone <laughs> yes. else. Yeah. Kind of, it's, it's definitely nothing to do. Well, I'm sure it'll something to do, but with Indoor. Right, and no, is the name no, of the show. That would, that would be terrible Andor. if they did that. No, God, no. 
It's, it's Andor, gonna be Andor. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like a spy show kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because he was like literally a spy, so it's gonna yeah. be a spy. Uh, they also announced coming out for 2022 the uh, Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, starring of course Ewan McGregor as the role of Obi Wan Kenobi. Because who else could it be? Right there, well, Alec, I mean, Alec, um, Alec McGinnis. No, no, it, it would be better with Alec, Ewan McGregor. Alec Guinness, Alec yeah, Guinness. Yeah, Alec yeah Guinness. so yeah, no, it's supposed that it's going to be taking place ten years after Virgin of the Sith, um, which actually takes it have it take place before the scene when um, Rebels series. So, uh, in terms of animated series, uh, they have announced also what's called Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Mm. Um, basically, I'm, these are guys that are clones from the clone troopers that have very different. Uh, abilities and like skills. Uh, apparently, it takes place after Revenge of the Sith, so basically, that's them. Uh, they're not affected by Order sixty six, and so it's them trying to now survive in this new post Clone Wars world as a team of mercenaries. Actually, mercenaries in the galaxy. I have a lot of high hopes for that one to like fill the spot that Clone Wars left. So yeah, so just so you know, Mikey, so that that show is kind of like those guys. It's, it was like there were a group of like special forces clones in in the Star Wars universe. Well, and they're all were, defective. They're, they're all defective yeah. to some some extent. Well, yeah, they're all defective clones because everyone was a clone, but these five guys were like defective. They all had their own special abilities, but really they couldn't do anything but do this team because no one could work with them. They were. Some of them are just literally, you know, clinically insane. So it's like just it's one of those things. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent accurate. Us as podcasters. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, go ahead. Good evening more. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have also the Ahsoka series. They don't know when they have, have a release date for that yet. Rosario Dawson, who played the character um, in the newest season of Mandalorian. She is signed on. She'll be playing Ahsoka in her own spinoff series. Um during the events of the Mandalorian series, which, you know, there's all this kind of fan theories as to where they're going to go, who they're going to involve. I mean, everyone's assuming Admiral Thrawn, uh, perhaps characters from Rebels, Ezra Bridger. I mean, those are all the hopes. But, you know, of course, nobody knows anything for certain. Uh, there's also uh, Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic, another yeah. spinoff of Mandalorian. Do you um, think that'll star, what's her name, that they a, just recruited? It, well, it's supposed to supposedly they'll they'll star Cara Dune, which is Gina Carano. She's going to star in the show. That's that's the the dropship. Dropship, yes. yeah, the okay. marshal. That would yeah. become the marshal. Okay, cool. Um, and I'm guessing her putting together a team or something. I don't know what they're doing. Um, there is going to be a uh, Lando series uh, called Lando. Lando, yeah, <laughs> Star Wars Lando. Um, yeah. But nothing else. No, it's nothing is known about the series, nor has it been confirmed who's actually going to be playing Lando. So we don't know if it'll be Donald Glover. No, we don't. God, I mean, it's not so certain anyway. Not confirmed. Yeah, yeah. What man. was that, Mike? What was that, Mike? I just said Donald Glover's great. I don't have many. Oh, he's, man yeah, crushes, he's, a he's one of them. Yeah, he's 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 amazing in that movie, man. He's out of control. Like, what's he's he great. not amazing in? You've seen Atlanta and Community, and have you seen mm-hmm. Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even his even his small role in uh in the what was it what was it Spider Man, Homecoming was he in? Yeah, or was it? Yeah, it was Homecoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, he played he played Miles' uncle. Did he? Oh, Did really? they confirm that? Did they confirm that? Yeah, it was his, he was the character. Yeah, he played Miles' uncle. I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> look, look, go ahead and put it, go look at IMDb, bro. Yeah. Well, all right. Either way, he's anyway. He great work. Yes. So hopefully they can get him. Uh, one I actually had not even heard of, uh, Star Wars Visions. 
um, which is again TBD, but apparently the idea is that it's going to be ten short films in Star Wars universe uh, made by anime, anime studios. Yes, so it's going to be ten anime short films, um, and I think finally there's going to be a Star Wars. was called Star Wars: A Droid Story, uh, yes. basically focusing on some. It's basically some some new droid, and he is going to be mentored by uh, C three PO and R two D two. And that's again TBD, and that's pretty much all the details that we have so far on it. Anyway, oh, oh hold on, hold on, you forgot something, dude. You forgot Star Wars Acolyte. Oh wait, wait, that's one in the, in the High Republic. See, is that going to well, be a show? Or is that going to be just that's a gonna book? Be a, or? That's going to be a, well, the High Republic is going to be a book, but the, the Acolyte, yeah, the Acolyte, the Acolyte is actually going to be a show that's going to take place in that time frame, about two hundred years before the New Republic, but it's going to be. From the side of the Sith. Hmm. From the bad guys, from the Dark Force users. See, so I haven't heard about fun. that. Well, yeah, that should yeah, be yeah. interesting how they make them so that you actually give a crap about them and, and like not make them total scumbags. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Doable. Tough. I yeah. mean, they've kind of ingrained I mean, they've ingrained the whole like Nazi thing, right? I mean, that's yeah, like, everyone always relates the Empire to Nazis, well, I mean, right? I they, mean, they, look they, at the way they're dressed. So, absolutely, yeah. right? That, that was by design, but <laughs> yeah, how are we gonna how are we gonna like well, I mean, I mean, I mean you can kind of, well, you can always do something like, well, think about it. Like, um, look at uh, in the last episode when they talked about, or two episodes ago when they talked about Operation Cinder, right? Like, that was a whole operation, and the people that died in there, lots of Imperials died, but you know what I mean? Like, they kind of gave you some sort of sympathy there because those are Imperials that were, you know, what about the the random janitor or the tech guy on the Death Star? You know what I mean? Like, they can, yeah. well, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not everyone is a stormtrooper. But, but okay, but we're, we're, I guess we can understand that, you know, the janitor and, and, you know, the guy who fixes the door hinges, right? Man. Yeah, I feel bad for him, but not the Sith. Right? Yeah, I mean, Those guys are just assholes. I'm not sure they have well, janitors and people that fix doors. They've got robots for that shit. Well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, but then again, uh, but uh, no, I mean, maybe, that, maybe, maybe that's what we'll see. Maybe we'll see the robot that like C3PO and R2D2 have to train, and it actually starts out as like a janitor bot and a door hinge bot. <laughs> and they're trying to like get him and they're trying to groom him up for the next level. Yes. And actually, like, it. it's, it's like <laughs> it's a Cinderella story, it's like a spiritual sequel to Wally. Yeah, and I'll tell you the one I actually saw. Um, I think I, I don't know if you mentioned it, Tomas, but I saw a preview for one, and it's called uh, "Binks in the Stink," and I saw it on Pornhub. And I <laughs> oh, like a two-minute video. <laughs> I don't know about that preview. one. So there's twelve so. twelve new properties announced. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was an investor call, but you know that they could have. I mean, that's it's been They're a while. They're very years. diverse in their investments. Okay? I like that. I like that. I, like I think that. it's. I think that's going to be follow, that's falling under the 20th Century Studios. No, no, no. You remember how they they added a rated R section of Disney Plus? Yeah, right? yes, Plus. in March. There in March. There you go. In March, it's an yeah, extra checkbox to add rated X. There okay? we go. There they'll, we go. They'll, they'll have like Deadpool and then whatever it was. Like, whatever it was. It'll be like a square that says AO for adults only. So it's all yeah. right there, right there, dude. Oh, there you go. We'll have Deadpool, and then they'll have the pool after Jar- after Binks pulls out of the pink and the sink. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I- I'll tell you one one that I would really like to see. I know I was fucking with you there. But what I would really enjoy <laughs> seeing so. is uh have you seen the um have you seen Justified by Chance, the television show? Mm-hmm. Okay, one of my favorite shows of all time. So you the first Episode of the second season of The Mandalorian. 
to me with uh, Timothy Oliphant in it. Yep. As oh, the, mar- as the, the, yeah, the whole Marshall Sheriff. Who was the Marshal yeah, there, well, too? He, right? yeah. he, in fact, role he played in Justified. It was literally yeah. the same role. And that's yeah. one of my favorite shows. I, you probably can't see it. I've got a picture of Timothy Oliphant my wife made me for Christmas one year. You, let, me, let me try <laughs> to put the camera over there. You see that? Yes. 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 And when I saw him in uh in the Mandalorian, I literally almost I, I work out when I because otherwise I'd be pushing about four bills. So I try to work out when I watch these. And literally it was hard because if I weren't on the elliptical, I would have just pulled it out and started spanking when he got on. But I would actually love to out see of respect. You, out of respect. Oh yeah. Yeah, fly, fly that flag for respect right up the staff. Anyway, what I really would have loved to have seen is Cobb Vanth have his own series, just literally be like justified part two. That would be like well, I mean, really dope. Who, who's to say that he doesn't show up in like that Rangers show? I yeah, mean, oh, he could. I mean, because I mean, if if he's gonna be, if there's gonna be a homeless, he doesn't really have to do much else on 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 Mos Pelgo because it's already taken care of. Everything's taken care of, really. And the biggest thing was the was the the. The what's it called? The Kyrant Ky- Ky- Dragon or Krant Dragon? What's it called? Goody? Yeah, the Krant Dragon. Krant Dragon. Krant Dragon. There you go. So yeah. So it you know other than that, there's, what else is it to do? I mean, she, he could always bring bring him in. Bandits, so we'll see. I mean, more bandits? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who's who's to say what's going to happen? Great Dragon. There we go. Great Dragon. Great. Great Dragon. So I mean, but yeah, I, mean, I could see him being on the show. Honestly, I could see Bill Burr's character being on. Oh the yeah, he was great too. too. He was awesome. Yeah, he was. That scene, that scene with that with his uh, previous uh, uh, commanding officer. Yeah, for Operation Cinder. Yeah, for Operation Cinder. When he was sitting down at the table, dude, it reminded me of that bar scene in Inglorious Bastards with Michael Fassbender. Yeah, and the, and the Nazis. Like you're just it's like there's like the, the the scene was like so heavy. It felt like there was a gun pointed, but there was no gun pointed. Like it was just like there. Like you could cut the tension with a knife. It was great, great. I mean, there was so many good things with that with that show, dude. And then, I mean, in, in, well, I I read some more details today that uh, the book of Boba Fett is going to be executive produced by Robert Rodriguez. Ooh. Okay, which I'm assuming he's going to direct also at some point. Yeah, he's going to direct at least one episode supposedly. So he's going to be directing the Boba Fett series to a certain degree, or at least being in charge of it. So that's going to be awesome. And now that we're going to have a Disney 18 plus, who's to say it's not going to be under there either. Yeah, it could be. It should be crazy, but Star Wars is more for kids, but either way, he's going to make it do it's going to be amazing. I mean, I thought his episode for the learning was fantastic. So it's, it's well worth it. So, um, where do you see the book of Boba Fett going? (sighs) I don't know. Uh, Mikey, where do you think it's going to go? Well, first off, I know where this is going. Look into that. Yes! <laughs> ASMR, ASMR. So I don't know where it's going, but I can tell you this is, and you guys are a little bit, you guys aren't as old as me, but I remember seeing Boba Fett in the theater. I had like a little Boba Fett action figure, the one I had to mail off for, mm-hmm. proof of purchase from previous Star Wars characters to get. And Boba Fett, because I got the action figure, and he, I, you had to work for him. You had to, when I say work, you had to get your parents to buy you four other action figures to remember to send it in and wait in the mail. So as far as where it's going, though, um, he's to me, just because as a kid growing up in that era, he was so iconic to me. And to see him come back in The Mandalorian was awesome. 
uh, it was unexpected. And, and I love to see him. I, I, I wasn't aware. Let me ask you this, not to sidetrack that conversation. Hey, that's what we do here. Were, were you we do aware here, that it was only like five years after the movies? That it was, yes. I, I don't think I was. And, and I'll be honest with you. I'm not a huge Star Wars fanboy. I saw the original three in the theater at an age where I was like seven when Star Wars came out. And I saw them all in the theater and it was fucking fabulous. But I didn't watch the prequels. And in hindsight, I've watched the Star Wars movies. Eh, I'm not, I'm not going to trash Star Wars on a show that loves Star Wars. But I will say this. I love the main. You, you can say whatever you want, dude. You can I just, I just want, find right? the storylines to be pre-contrived and pretty predictable in hindsight. That's that's understandable. And that's okay. I mean. I mean, I mean no, it's it. Cut him off. We're done here. No, 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 no. That's understandable. No, no, and that's that's understandable. I think to a certain degree, you could be correct on on definitely some of the some of the movies. I mean, so it's 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 not something that you it's not something that's far fetched. Just put it that way. But as far as where it's going, I don't even have a clue. Obviously, Boba Fett looks like he's taking over uh, tattooing. Is that it? Jabba's 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 whole. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, I was, I mean, for I, I me, found that here's what I kind of weird because Boba Fett never struck me as a guy who wanted to be a ruler or a czar. Of course, Steve really didn't talk a lot. He didn't talk at all in Star Wars and he's talked very little in, in well, the except movie. for the, the edited in Wilhelm stream that he got when he got thrown. Back. Or, or, or of course, he's no good to me dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, okay. So here's the thing. Here's what here's what I'm thinking is going. I don't know, Craig. If Woody, you you can agree with me. You can't agree with me. I think what's happening is with him is that first off, they got to tell. They got. I think they have to show us how the hell he got out of the Sarlacc pit. That's the most important Definitely, thing. Is yeah. how the hell did he get out of the Sarlacc pit? And we know he's disfigured, so more than likely that's like stomach acid burns and shit like that from the from the Sarlacc since it. Supposedly decomposes you slowly over the course of how many years? A hundred like, years? Like, no, like two thousand, three thousand years. Something. Yeah. Like that. So, I mean, so, I think they describe it as like multiple lifetimes or something. Yeah. So I don't know so how he got out. I don't know, but we'll. I'm sure. Hopefully, we'll find out in the in the book of Boba Fett. But I think what's happening is that he got out, and he realized that like, and I think it harkens back to when you saw him as a kid in Clone Wars. He was as a kid in Clone Wars. He was kind of running his own gang to a certain degree at a certain point when he was, uh, when he was running his own gang as like, uh, as Boba Fett and you had like a, he had like a crew as a kid. You're talking about after his dad dies. After, of course, after his dad dies. Yeah. And so he was running his own crew, but I think he didn't, he couldn't really, you know, do much. So he was by, he ended up being by himself just becoming a bounty hunter. But I think after the Sarlacc pit, maybe he had like a, 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 as alcoholics call a moment of clarity. And maybe he decided, you know, I need to figure out something that's going to give me a bit more power in the universe because there's a it, it, at that point there's a power vacuum. There's no empire. The new republic is trying to set up shop in the outer rim, but nobody can do it. And really, the only power in the outer rim was the huts at that point. They were they were the power. And as we saw when he showed up at Jabba's palace, I mean, barring the, well, the huts are the huts are gone. Like the huts are gone. Yeah, they're gone. Obviously. And 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 you know when he showed up at the palace, I mean if you if you if you kind of took back to what it was in, in Jabba's time, that place was hopping. I mean it was everywhere. Everybody was there. Everything was happening. It was really good. But then the uh, but when we see with Bib, 
I mean, he's fat. He's slow. Nobody's there. So more than likely, it's possibly because his decisions have been very detrimental to the gang. So no one's there anymore. No one we don't even know if he still has a rancor. He might have had to sell it off. But Luke killed it. Yeah, Luke killed it, man. He killed it, remember? Are you saying that there was only one in the galaxy and he couldn't afford to buy another one? Actually, I'm going to say that, yes. He couldn't find it. He could not get another one. Once, if you saw, once, if you Jabba, saw, once Jabba dies, like his street cred is gone, and no one gives a crap about Jabba's secondhand major domo, dude. Yeah, who, who who was a complete who who had a very weak mind to begin with to get controlled by a Jedi. You know what I mean? So so I mean, it's just I think what's going to happen is that you're going to see him, you know, really put down a certain level of power that he's going to be happy with, and he's going to have Fennec as his right-hand person. So he's going to be running the show and I can't wait to see how he does it. Yeah. I'm curious to see what his, like his demeanor is, right? Like is, is he a source of terror or a source of peace or just order? Right. Which we'll get into as we get. So into you guys movie. actually know a lot about the clone wars, etc. I don't know anything about all I know is before I saw the Mandalorian, all I know was the original three star Wars movies. So I'm I'm going well, off your knowledge. So so this is interesting to me. I originally didn't. I mean, before the Mandalorian came out, I had really high hopes that somehow um, Boba had come back, but had donned his father's armor in the same colors, like he decided to be a new persona and change his you know directive or whatever. But we got something entirely different. Which don't get me wrong, I love the Mandalorian series, but. Um, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of high hopes for Boba because Jango Fett was my favorite character from the movies and we only got like 10 seconds of him. <laughs> and I have one question for you about Mandalorians to begin with, because again, you have to realize, and this is me trying to understand probably most of your listeners are star Wars fans. I think I'm about the only person that's never really, uh, you're, you're in the clear. Trust movies. me. We definitely are deeper than most of the fans. But, I think. At least from everything I gathered, of course, in Star Wars, the first three movies, Boba Fett was a pretty minor character for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but then we come into The Mandalorian, which, again, I really started watching because I'd heard – I had no intention of watching it, but everything I heard was it is the closest thing to Justified, except it's in space. So I was like, I'm going to watch this, and I, I fell in love with it. It's a great sure. movie, or it's a great series. Yeah. Uh, but everything they talk about, especially in that first season, is very much – the Mandalorians can't take off their mask. It's their big thing. And then in the second season, they're all fucking running around without masks on. So can I, I'm, and I'm seriously, okay. I'm not trying to be an asshole about it. I want to understand kind of sort of what. Who's, who's going to answer Boba this Fett. before we all jump in? Who's going to answer I'll, this? I'll do it. I'll take care. Good is the historian. So let him, okay. let him go ahead and roll with okay. that. Okay. Well, then. Well. <laughs> you have Basically, to slowly crack a dusty book for me here. Yeah. <laughs> Is it mm, skilled by? Uh, fact check. <laughs> fact check. Was, was that was that Jar Jar Binks sound you just made? No, the, the fact check, sir. Fact check. No, all anyway, right. So, fat, okay. So, what we're talking about here is that there are Mandalorians that are actually from like like the actual, I guess you'd call them the ethnic or racial group, whatever Mandalorian, right? And they, and then there are like what the character, what Din Jarni, right? He's a Mandalorian, but okay, here's how it works. You've got Mandalorians, right? The people from the planet, the Mandalorian people, all that stuff. 
The people, people from the planet Mandalore. Yeah. Then they have, there are the younglings, or not younglings, that's what they call them in Star Wars. Foundlings. 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 Basically, basically when Mandalorians went to other planets, if they're orphan kids, they can take them in. And even though they're not technically from Mandalore, they can be like part of Mandalorian society and raises Mandalorians. And now they'll have like full citizenship. I mean, they're they're literally considered Mandalorians. Mandalorians. The thing is this, the main character of Mandalorian show is a branch of Mandalorians. You see, that's why that, that's why like the ones that when you saw in the first season never took off the helmets, but the ones you saw in the second season, uh, Bo-Katan, you remember that woman with the, with the red hair and stuff played by, uh, Katie Sackhoff, who I love her. She actually was the voice of that same character in the, uh, Clone Wars and in the Rebels TV show cartoons. Yeah. She was um, the voice of that character. Yeah. Though, she, she's actually she's in a, a Righteous Gemstones, or no, she's not in Righteous Gemstones. She's in Longmire, which is great. Long, yes, and yes, she was also and, in uh, Battlestar Galactica a couple of years back. Um, she she's a Mandalorian, like the cultural, ethnic, racial people. Um, but what the Mandalorian guy from the series, the reason why he doesn't take his hat off, and she mentioned it, is because he was part of a group called the Children of the Watch, which they are a branch of Mandalorians that are so like they're like religious fundamentalist zealot to her crazies. Yeah. Because they won't take off their helmets. So to most Mandalorian society, Din is kind of like a religious nut job. And he uh, didn't know that. Which is kind of the thing about it. He didn't know. Yeah, he, he oh, was within oh. the crazy group. Controversy. So Controversy. Do what? What did you say? What did you say, Mikey? I said he's Pentecostal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, basically. Like, yeah, to pretty some, much. Some that's, that, that's how they he's, see him. He, he's, he's like a he's, he's like a, he's like a uh, he's like one of those snake uh those snake Pentecostals. Snake handlers. Yeah. Hey, the you know what? Handlers. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, you've probably heard on my podcast. My parents literally come from the hills of Kentucky, and that's real shit. So yeah, yeah. you got to you got to be careful with them fuckers. Oh man. my goodness. So well, that's, yes, that's he's from that extremist group. That's why he's and his his crew are are very different. And and he doesn't like he, Goody mentions like he doesn't realize that he's the extreme guy. Or yeah. from the extreme crew because that's all he's when known. You're the extreme guy. That's the thing. Yeah, and so that's why that was like a big deal when they took off the helmets, and he's like, "Whoa!" And then he's freaking out. And then when she's talking to him about it, and he's like, "You you can't see it in his face because you don't see his face, but like obviously in his body, his mannerism, it's like almost like a questioning of his whole thing. He's like, "Oh crap, my whole world is not what I thought it was. Oh no!" And now he's going to Jesus camp or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think. That's the interesting thing, and I kind of gathered some of what you're saying, but it's really good to hear uh, exactly how you're putting it all together for me. Because I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> for anyone, oh my gosh! Oh okay, so for anybody who's actually He's interested, going to the wilds, in North Carolina, go to the wilds <laughs> of of all the Mandalorian lore. There is a very easy to digest, healthy dose of it in the Clone Wars series. Okay. Like it's probably like the last two or three seasons or something like that. And and also and also a good uh, if you guys want to get a good understanding of the Mandalorian. Also, there is a really good podcast called The Mandalorian Watch. Um, they're 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 a really good podcast. They have uh, they do during the shows during the season they actually do a breakdown of the show and they're, they're, those guys are like you think Mike you think we know about Star Wars? Those dudes are like how did you not tell me about this, dude? <laughs> I mean, who knows. I just need oh, to know <laughs> ASMR. Anyways, the worst. Oh my gosh, this episode is ruined. Now. <laughs> I can anyway. smell it. I can smell it. Okay, 
smells like picadillo. Anyways, is so, anyone uh, have another series that's coming out that they're excited about? Well, I mean, no, hold on, hold on. Let me finish telling you this. So they do during the off season, like during like the break. What they do is they go through. They may not have a show every week like they would during the season, but they go like every couple weeks or something. They have a new show, and it talks. They talk about the historical aspects of, the, of Mandalorian. They bring people in to talk about it a little bit further. They talk about like uh, they, maybe they do a rewatch of like an episode that had a Mandalorian in the Clone Wars and stuff like that. So I mean, they they do a lot of different things. So there you go. I can't well, hear all right you. Then. All I think right then. So. Talked out again. What other shows are people interested in? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm interested also in Kenobi because Hayden Christensen is going to be back on it as Darth Vader. I just wonder, like, how much... Okay, so how much time could have passed, like, to sustain this show? Like, it's going to have to stop at some point because at a certain point, he's just an old man on Tatooine watching Luke. it's well, a one season show. It's a it's one, a one and, season. and they've already said it takes place ten years after Revenge of the Sith. So it's like a ten ten years after Revenge of the Sith, which is good, another good eight years before New Hope. Um, and and that even means it takes place even because I don't know if you guys saw the Rebels cartoon. Like, there's a whole scene with going going Tatooine and Obi Wan and Obi Wan and Darth Maul have like their final battle, and that takes place before that even. So you're not even going to see Darth Maul in this either. Um, I don't know what they're going to be doing on this show because it's a whole section of like Obi-Wan's history that hasn't been touched upon by anyone. So I have no idea. Yeah. What if it's, it's, um, know it would be a boring show. I mean, well, yeah, you're right. Which is, which is why I love all this crap because it's like, it's a whole galaxy of possibilities. Yeah. You can speculate all day long. I yeah, wonder if like, it's about how him, how, how, how him, how he's going to have to like keep away from Darth Vader and hide the children. No, I mean, and not really because they're going to do the Kylo Ren Ray mind touching thing. You're going to see him and Anakin having like duel of wits. It's good. No, it's going to be amazing. No, you know what? I can already Derek. You're wrong. It's good. Don't even, don't even. Kathleen Kennedy already said it. Kathleen Kennedy already said in the yesterday. Yes. That they, I don't know if I want to see Hayden Christensen shirtless as Darth Vader, but anyways, uh, they're going to be, But no, what hey, uh, Kathleen Kennedy already said during the Investor Day that it's going to be the battle of the century. So supposedly they are going to face each other in their minds. I don't know. I don't know. But it has to be. Fight. They have to be yeah. because if they can't take a dump all over what happened in the first old the, the, the original Star Wars movie where they hadn't seen each other up to that point. Oh, no, what, 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 you don't know. You don't know. Oh, no, but you in don't know mind. how long they had seen each other because he said, he said, he said, Vader said that I feel the presence I haven't felt in a, in a long time. He didn't specify how long, though. Oh, my God. It's just whatever. All right. It's going to be as good as mine is racing right now. I, I know, Goody, you want this to be good, but I'm already very skeptical. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> All I want to know is, is he, is he going to have a, a scene where he's juggling lightsabers because he's got Anakin's and he's got his and like, he's going to jump on a unicycle and say, I have the high ground. Who's got the high ground now? Obi-Wan. That's the thing. If he's going to be in Tatooine, it's just going to be like old man in the desert. Like he's going to go over there and like stop a bunch of like bandits and then like go over here and. Stop more band. I mean, what's he? I don't know. He's, he's going to have to go. Just watch. Watch. It's going to be a whole season 
of Obi-Wan showing up to Tatooine and slowly over the course of an entire season building that shit-ass little house he lives in. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have to get off world. I mean, there's it's no other way. Gonna be, it's going to be like him just completely just an alcoholic that like goes to the bar around the corner he he's getting like completely shit faced, hooking up with Jawas and shit, bringing them back to oh, the I mean, <laughs> Oh, Tini! 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 Oh, people. Oh, Tini! 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 Oh, Tuscan Raiders, guys. Tuscan Raiders. Jawas are fine. I'm fine with the job we're here. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Yo, man. And people? What are you talking about, man? Some of those huts. What's that? uh, What's that line that uh, Hayden Christensen leaves? He's like, I hate sand. Gets everywhere. (laughs) Obi Wan Kenobi knows exactly knows where it gets. Obi Wan with a ball gag. Especially if he's not been circumcised. It's going to be a rough day for Obi. He's oh, gonna talk God. to the Jawa and he's like, bring so the much game. texture. There's so much texture. All of a sudden, he's gonna be like, hey, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, Annie, bring the gimp. The gimp's asleep. We need Tarantino. We need Tarantino to direct something for Star Wars. You really oh, need to direct something for Star oh, Wars. That would be awesome. He was gonna do that R-rated Star Trek, dude, but then he dropped. They dropped out of making Star Trek movies for now, which I don't know because. Well, Star Wars is taking all the money right now, and whenever yeah. they decide to take a break and put it on the back yeah. burner, Star Trek will be right there to make the oh, money. Speaking of which, we didn't talk about the the Top Gun version of Star Wars that we're going to be getting too. What Rogue Squadron? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Rogue Squadron, directed by the lady by Patty Jenkins, who did uh, Wonder Woman and Wonder, Wonder Woman eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be directing it because, and she had like a little sizzle reel thing where she was talking about how. It it gave her inspiration because she's using the inspiration of her dad, who was a fighter pilot, who who I think he died in Vietnam, but like he uh, he was a fighter pilot, so she's gonna like create like basically the uh, like the epitome of a dogfight movie in space. I, I you know what I'm looking forward to see that because I want to see hotshot pilots and being like badass, and I want to see the the shirtless volleyball scene. I want to see that happening. <laughs> I want to see that. If we get a shirtless, shirtless volleyball scene with that woman with three breasts, I'm all in on this. Yes, oh, yeah. total recall, baby. What's up? So, so um, I I kind of see. <laughs> I see them playing like this Rogue Squadron thing out to just be a series of adventures that this these badass pilot squadron go through. Right? It's a movie. It's one adventure. Okay, that we so, don't know about. The perfect thing, it, this still applies because they're going to end it the same way. Oh, thanks for helping out. What did you got? What are you guys going to do next? And eh, we got called out to something over in this place, and it's the same place where they go to, you know, do the thing. So, it takes what after. You, what? <laughs> what? Dude, this isn't going to take place after Jedi. So, this is a brand new story. Nothing's going to, we're not going to know anything about it. They all died. There were like two left. What rogue squadron of two people are going to be left? What are you talking about? Isn't rogue squadron squadron the same team that Luke was flying with when they blew up the Death Star? Yeah, but it takes place after Return of the Jedi, so there might be a new rogue squadron in the between years. 
Yeah. So we're not going to find out the the story behind what's his name that always they always make fun of whatever his name was. Wedge Antilles? No, is it no, there there were like Porkins? That Big one. Dark yes. Lighter? Porkins. Porkins. Yeah. Big, big Dark Lighter. Yes. No, I, don't, I don't think we we're going to get that, but it could be maybe Wedge is like the he's like the one survivor cuz he survives everything if you notice. So maybe it'll be his story. Like afterwards, making a well, new rope squadron for you. Wedge is old, though. Wedge is old. They can't bring uh, old Wedge into it. Well, they can bring him in they and have to him telling him memory. They have to recast him. Well, they you know what? Recast they recast Han Solo. They have been. I saw some rumors that they were, um, like speculating that they might bring in Hera as one of the pilots. Oh yeah, Cindy yeah, Lula, yeah. Because that's the same, right? Same timeline. Yeah, yeah. It would be. Depends, oh, wait, she survived. She survived um, the. I guess she did survive the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, because uh, they showed up. Didn't she? Didn't didn't the ghost show up in Rise of Skywalker? Well, the ship did, but that. I mean, ship, yeah. that could be like that could be anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Anything else that we want to talk through? Any other? I mean, the Obi Wan Kenobi show. I'm pumped about. I don't know anything about Cassian Andor. I don't. I don't have a clue. Well, no. We, 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 I mean, it's the guy from Rogue One. Uh, yeah, the guy from Rogue One, the main guy. Diego Luna, that's his name, right? Diego, Diego Luna. Diego Luna. Diego Luna. Remember Didn't the one that was like she, in Rogue One? I thought in Rogue One, she when she she's the one that he met, and like he had the K two S O droid was his like his his like his partner. Yeah, which was voiced by Alan Tudyk, who's coming back for the yes. show too. I do remember that. Who yeah. love, who's he's the one? He's raise the one. Love to Alan Tudyk. I do. Oh, Alan Tudyk's great. I'm a fan Man. of Alan Tudyk. He's good. Uh, raise your hand, Derek. You like him too. Have you seen him in Santa Clarita Diet? Yes. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, he's so good, and he's so good in everything. He's he was a big character in Justified. He actually played a badass in Justified for a couple of episodes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. he also in um the he was uh, in Firefly. He was in Doom Patrol. No, no. What was the one that? Uh, what's his name? Who makes Family Guy made a star, uh, like a Space Odyssey show? Oh, the the Orwell. 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 Yeah, wasn't he on there? I don't know. I have to check, dude. But I mean, but he was in a. I mean, he does. Orville. He does like Orville. Orville. There we go. He does like almost every Disney movie now. Like he's in almost every. He's like almost every Disney movie. Alan Tudyk is like ranch dressing. You wouldn't. You wouldn't probably go very far with it alone. But when you put it on other shit, it makes anything better. Yes, seriously, he is unbelievable. And the funny thing is, is when he was actually in, he was actually on set for K two S O. He just had like a big stick on his head that they would have to look at. Because that was the where the head was. Seriously, right. I swear to God, I remember the, he I was. That, that, he, had, that he had all the dots and shit all over him to be the mocap. But like, if they were talking to him, they'd have to talk to that thing above his head because that's where the head was on that they'd have the CGI in. So they weren't even looking at him, which is I'm sure it's annoying as fuck as an actor. <laughs> oh, like, this is the guy from A Knight's Tale. Yeah, he was badass in that. Yes, one. yes, yes. He was. He was what? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. It was just always. I will fung you. I, mean, I loved it. I will fung you. Fung. Your, in, your in trails will be your out trails. <laughs> yeah, he's well. He has a new TV show on Sci-Fi. Uh, Resident Alien is what it is. He has a new show where he's like he plays an alien, a UFO that lands on Earth, and now he's trying to be like trying to not blow his cover as a human doctor in some like small town, and like I don't know, like in the mountains, or, like in Montana, or something like that. <laughs> Exactly. And like, but he's like, it's one of those clearly fish out of water things where he doesn't understand stuff about humans, like laughter and like how to laugh without sounding like looking like a total psychopath. So it, it's, it's Alan Tudyk being amazing. So I'm very happy with that. Oh, and if you haven't seen it yet, again, you got to check him out on Doom Patrol. He is 
think it was a Mr. Nowhere, I think, in Doom Patrol. He is phenomenal in that. Is Doom Patrol a good show? Is Doom, Doom Patrol Drew. a good show? I've not seen it. That. I I love it. I love it. It's it is so. It is a level of ridiculous and absurdity for DC. I mean, they're like DC's like Z bench these characters. Yeah. yeah. But and then like Cyborg comes in and tries to legitimize them, and they're like, "No, we don't have team meetings. What do you mean by team meeting?" And like team meeting, and, and everyone's like, "What do you mean team meeting?" And it's 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 really it's very good, and his character is amazing, and. It's it's a cool show, but it's it's. I mean, you're gonna run into if you watch it. Like, there's one episode where it's focused on um, which are, these are all characters from DC Comics, but like uh, I think his name is Billy the Street, where he's a sentient living street who is non-binary. Um, so you can't say he or she because Billy was is, is them. It's interesting. Let me yes. let me let me just ask. And, he sent, and, 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 Billy, and, and Billy sends you like cakes and stuff and like messages on the street, like the like it's a whole street. <laughs> it looks like a small what Midwestern kind of town, like classic Main Street is how Billy exists. And if you're there to talk, and Billy's trying to communicate to you, like the marquee on the theater will change, or like like books or pages or trash on the street will like float can, into the air and like be the can words. Can Billy move, or is he just like stuck? Billy can move. Also, Billy can move. Okay. Okay, cool. That's okay. wild. So let me ask this before that I go crazy. down this whole path. And Billy's being pursued by the Bureau of Normality. <laughs> that just you just <laughs> you just threw Derek for a loop. Okay, I, I've got to watch this show. Fucked up. Mike, did you hear that? that? Did you hear that pop? That was Derek's mind. Literally, just I'm still going to ask this. Why do I feel like comics in general, both DC and Marvel, honestly, have done this at least once or twice. And I probably don't know enough to list all the examples, but Suicide Squad was a good example of um, bringing lesser known characters into one team and becoming, you know, with some initiative, having a cause of some sort, right? Whether it was of their own volition or not, right? And Doom Patrol did it again. Like DC did it twice back to back within a decade, well, no. What the Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol actually. Um, and the properties uh, are pretty old. It's it's, it's an old, old property. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're old. Squad. They've been around forever. But yes, DC decided to do that on a smaller scale for their TV series, which used to be on their their old channel that they shut down. They moved everything to HBO Max. But that's where, which is where I'm watching it from. Um, but yeah, it's the same kind of idea, except even less serious than Suicide Squad. Well, let me ask you this, Derek: Have you ever watched wrestling by chance? <laughs> um, not to make any uh, enemies here, but no, I okay. have seen it. I d- I'm just not okay. into it. Well, here's the thing about wrestling. Okay, I'm going to give you a perfect example of why this this idea works. Okay, everybody knows Spider Man. Everybody knows Captain America. Everybody knows the Incredible Hulk, etc. So when they're together, it's kind of a team up. But you don't want those guys together for long periods of time. The Avengers now, even some of the old Avengers lineups back in the day, they were. More interesting when you had the marginal characters. Wrestling works the same way. It's when you have a tag team, you don't always take the two best wrestlers because what you want is you want guys that quote-unquote work together. And then that's that's kind of how these team-ups work. So you have these kind of mishmash of characters, and they're fun to watch because they interact with each other. But if you always got – it's like eating steak every day. It's like eating – if you like steak and baked potatoes, if you got it every day, it wouldn't be interesting. But these these guys are, are – they're just fun. And 
it gives them a reason to exist. Like wrestling, okay? Wrestling, if you only had the main eventers on, you wouldn't have any of the undercard. It would be boring because you'd have the same five or seven wrestlers all the time. But this gives you other other teams, other things going on in the universe. And Spider-Man was really good uh, in the old Marvel comics. They used to have Spider-Man team-ups. Where Spider-Man, sometimes he'd have a... I think it was called Marvel Team Up. Spider-Man was in most of them, but they would bring in these weird characters sporadically, and it always kept things interesting. But it's the weird characters that that kind of flesh out an entire universe. It always, but it always felt like they okay. So obviously, if we look back, you know, 30, 40 years, um, shows like the Justice League, right? The original animated series yeah. um, were. They were, they were great moneymakers at the time, but if that right. kind of thought were to come into their minds today, that would not be a TV show. That would be a movie or a series of right. movies. Exactly. Right? There's yeah. so much behind it that it makes sense to be that well-funded. Um, but, you know, the next thing is, well, we got to be on all the screens, so I need a lesser team, a less identifiable, probably not as known or cared about set of characters that I can make them do some sort of shenanigans and spend a little bit less, but still make a ton of money by putting a TV show. And that's what all of these sound like. Well, you're kind of right, but I I agree with you in that perspective. And that's why you see these lesser known guys getting TV shows. But technically speaking, when you think about it, literally the Deadpool movie was filled with B list characters outside of Deadpool. And it was still a great movie. So, or at least a very popular movie. It, it wasn't a bad movie. But it was good. Short, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it had its moments. So long and short of things is that to me, comics, and I come from the old historical comic line, and I'm probably going to take a lot of shit. So if you get hate mail on this, just send it to me at dickface at whack brackets, and I'll fucking respond to you. But <laughs> the point is this, whackbrackets.com. I love to see this reply. Listen here, you asshole-ish fuck. Yeah, and I'm, I'm fine with that. But I've never been into the Avengers movies. I've never been into the Marvel Universe. And I think it all started, let me rephrase that, the Marvel movie universe. And I think it all stems from the fact that my Marvel history goes back to the comics. And to me, Marvel was always Spider-Man. Spider-Man was Marvel. Marvel was Spider-Man. And they kind of, once the movie started splitting off, you had this X-Men movie universe you had the spider-man movie universe the old spider-man movies and they were just kind of like fragmented and it didn't it just felt very disjunct and then iron man who was just an alcoholic when i was reading comic yeah. book he, yeah. he was literally such so much of an alcoholic yeah, womanizer. He yeah he's just an asshole and so he had to give up his armor because he couldn't fucking handle it anymore so i started watching the movies i never liked them a lot at least early on i've heard, heard they're great movies and i'm sure they're great but i don't watch the movies uh, but that being said is that the old comics are where all the action was at. And one of my favorite teams in comics was the, the defenders. The defenders originally started out, I think as the incredible Hulk, Dr. Strange and Submariner. And yes. eventually it changed over time. And they started having these weird teams like Valkyrie gargoyle, Damian Hellstrom, Really kind of weird teams, but it made for a fun team collab where, like you were talking about Justice League, I never really found those Justice League. I never really found I, – I got less interested in the Avengers when the Avengers were turning into the super team that they are now. 
I like the Avengers when they had the weird mishmash of people here and there that they would bring in. I'm trying to think of some of them that. But the um, Martian. Huh? Well, well that's, no, that's just Justice League. That's Maybe like yeah. Avengers oh, West Coast or Great Avengers Great Lakes had like Squirrel Girl and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like out on the West Coast, Wonder Man. Yeah, it, yeah, they had like the the other teams, the other guys. Yeah, but you needed that. That's where even uh, I think the X Men got a little more interesting for me. The X Men was funny because the X Men literally, when they started out, were just a bunch of nobodies, and they were really good generally about bringing in new nobodies and almost building them up. Uh, Wolverine was originally in the Incredible Hulk, and he was. He was yes. just a badass looking guy, but he was kind of a nobody, and they built him up in X Men. And Man, special forces guy. So, so you Wait, need what? That. Did he you say the Wolverine was a Canadian special forces guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't yeah, he, was, he, he was set up to attack the Incredible Hulk? Yeah. Didn't okay, but didn't we see in one of the movies that he'd been living since like the 1600s or something? Don't no, don't fucking go with the Mar- Marvel movie universe versus Marvel comic universe. At least up until yeah, no. in in the comics in the in the comics in the comic story there was a four issue storyline called Mar- the, um, Origins, and it was um, it was the the you you found the basically it was the the. Um, God, what's it called? The yeah, the origin story Derek, of Wolverine. You're right. basically. Derek, you're right. Yeah. He's he's from nothing. He was he's rich because of his ability like the to heal. 70s. He ages very slowly, so he is from like the mid 19th century Canada, though. Yeah, yeah, Canada, and so he he fought in World War One. He's fought in World War Two. Movies talked about it, but the comics also they they got that from the comics. But yes, he it's is Canadian. funny that they he's send Canadian him to kill like if his initial. Um, whatever debut was to kill the Hulk. And then I don't know if you guys have read old man, Logan, the comic series. Yeah. Like that. That is uh, the, the story, the premise for, I don't know if Goody or or Mike. uh, Okay. So the the premise is that um, essentially earth is lost to the Hulks. All of the Hulks take over. And um, because he, you know, can't, he's really hard to kill essentially and can't die. (laughs) <laughs> to some extent, um, he he's the only one left, and he's just like their their whipping boy. They just beat the shit out of him constantly, and he can't do anything about it because he's just he's no match for them. Like right. they can't die, he can't die, and he's just left there to be old and worthless. And it's kind of cool that that be his his finish. I, mean, I don't think that canon or something like that. But. You might actually like that that uh, graphic novel. Uh, Mikey, because it's cool because it like it like basically kind of turns all this kind of stuff in in the Marvel universe on its head because it's like in the future, like Hawkeye is blind. He's an okay. old man who's I thought blind. Sucked. I never liked him. No, but, the, but I'm telling you, in the comic, in the comic book, he's I'm amazing. Glad he's blind. Fuck that guy. Exactly. And, and arrows, dude. That's that's the funny yeah, thing I, about me. Like he's a badass. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's cool to see that. Like that alone in reality, yeah, that guy is a badass. But that in the Avengers world, like he's a bow and arrow with a stick and a string. Yeah. What's going on? And there's so like, like 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 there's like the Hulks. There's Red Skull is kind of running the show too, wearing like Captain America's uh, uniform because he killed him. And then there's like all this other kind of crazy shit happening yeah. all over the place. Dude, it's it's worth it. It's worth I mean, your time. Yeah, I, I've lost uh, I lost track of comics. I guess probably in the early 90s so all, all my knowledge it's, just a, it's a standalone graphic novel dude my first graphic novel ever was actually and i don't know if you guys have heard or seen this but there's a character early on in marvel 
and they tried to base their whole un- I won't say their whole universe, but they tried to make him a big shit. It's Captain Marvel, not the female, but the male Captain Marvel. Yes. And he died of cancer, which was really a, a bad. It was a graphic novel I had. He passed away from cancer. So, no shit. That's rough. That yeah, is a re- rough read it. One to start with, like. Yeah, I don't want any more after that. <laughs> yeah, and he meets Death. Thanos is in it because he was a big. He fought Thanos. Thanos. I actually have the first issue that Thanos was in of Iron Man because uh, I bought. I used to be a big fan of Drax the Destroyer before Drax the Destroyer was Batista. I used to love Drax the Destroyer because he would only show up sporadically. But I went and bought the first issue of Drax the Destroyer, and come to find out, that's also the first issue of Thanos. So I've got the first issue of Thanos as a comic book. Lucky me. But, that's a legit fine, dude. Man. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, but that's because I'm old. I think I only pay you like. You fit right in here, dude. It's, it's yeah, not it's fine. It's not a great, it's not in great condition, but I only pay like five bucks for it or something. So. Nice. Well, nice. For, just to kind of, on a more technical sense for the Doom Patrol, what's good about that show is that it's got really good, it's really funny. I mean, I, I, I'm, I haven't laughed out loud literally at a TV show in a while, and I do it a lot for that show because it's so, so really? smart in its writing. It's really smart writing, but they also have a lot of episodes and they have a lot of storylines that also have like are serious. So it's like the show's got layered. It's a very, I think it's a really good, like multi-layered kind of a series, but don't get me, trust me when they go into the absurd, it is absurd. It's like (laughs) disc world absurd. It's like the, the wordplay that they have. uh, It's the, it's um, yeah, it's just a case in point. There is, a being called the, I think it's called the unmaker or the uncreator that like becomes this big eye in the sky. And it's ready to destroy the entire universe because he's been summoned by some kind of cult. And so to fix that problem, one of the characters uh, realizes that without the universe, he can't rule it. And so he, so he makes the coronavirus. So what he does (laughs) is he gets he go he sends a he goes back in time to tell a character to create a counter cult group to make <laughs> the maker so that they can then battle it out and like cancel it's, it's this whole thing you get but that's that's the kind of shit you're talking about here oh no oh my gosh dude <laughs> that that's that sounds like a great show i tell you the one problem i have and it's not with the show and I'm going to go off on a mini tangent here, but I promise it won't take more than a minute and a half. It took you. It only took you an hour to fit right in, man. Come on, Mikey. <laughs> so, I really do. You guys watch a lot of streaming services? Sure. No. <laughs> not at all. I'm assuming you do. <laughs> What's I'm true? Talking, so here's here's what I'm going with. I'm not talking Netflix and Amazon, but like HBO Max. I wa- try to watch on a streaming service, but I can only get it on my Samsung TV. I have a Ro- two Roku TVs and a Samsung TV. My Roku TV is upstairs for my workout. I can't get it on there, but I can get it on my Samsung TV. And there's other shit that I can get on one TV and not another because they have to. And it's just so you're saying that you have an HBO Max room and then you have a Disney Plus room? Kind of, yeah. Dang. So so I have I have some things on my Roku TVs that I can't get on the Samsung, and I have some. Uh, and not that you care about this, but I like to watch the news sporadically because I'm an old fucking man. And you can't get some of the new shit that you can stream on my Roku that you can get on my Samsung. So I'm just pissy about that. I'm, you know what? That's what old men do. Well, I, I mean, well, I'm just old well, Mr. well, Mr. Wilson, I mean, I can't really help you too much on that because you're old as shit. 
Roku, Roku got HBO Max just this week. Yeah, just yeah, this week. Did, did they? You should Fucking be good, a, bro. I didn't know that. Yes. What? Hello? Okay, good. Wait, so you're, breaking like, up what? <laughs> you're breaking no, up there no, for a second. What did you say? Yeah, I'm, I must have lost you for a second. I'm, I'm in my dead hole in my room, so. Yeah, you know, it's all good. No, but you said they, they, yeah. they yeah, they just they just yeah, got so literally, all, literally just this week. That's fucking great because now I can work out to Doom Patrol and I will. I've been working out to the Shield, even though I've seen the Shield once, because now I'm like I've run out of shit to watch. So I, I'm just rewatching. <laughs> okay, the Shield. I, I actually should ask this. Um I started watching Shield and I probably only made it into the fourth, maybe. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Are you talking about the Shield or Shield? Which I am talking about? about Agents of Shield. No, no I'm talking, talking about, about the, the Shield. Shield. Then never mind. Now, I've watched, this. I've watched Agents of Shield for the first several seasons, so if you have a question, I might be able to answer it. I just <laughs> I, I dropped it eventually, and I'm just curious because I think it's still on, or or oh, it yeah. definitely it, it went ended one season. I think it lasted it way too fucking long. It, I watched it just for, ended. I'm trying I to remember it seasons, and it got it to went the on long past I finished, or I, I dropped the show. It went on. It, it was on for a total of seven seasons. Shit, yeah, I dropped they just about finished fourth season or so. It was exhausting it's, at some point. That's kind of what I got to. Like it was just, I think they got into what did they call it? They they couldn't use the word mutant because they didn't have the licensing yet. The Inhumans. They just uncovered that, and I was just like, ah, oh, no, I'm done. That's it. Well, yeah, that 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 was a whole thing because like like you said, they couldn't use mutants or X Men or anything like that. So they had that was a way for MCU to bring in the Inhumans to bring in mutant type people. But you know, the Inhumans are still a whole different thing in yeah. Marvel, also. But yeah, yeah. They're, they're like they're like from a different world. But either way, um. Well, all right. So if there's nothing else you guys want to talk about, I mean, we can go ahead. What we're going to do then now is we're going to go uh, ahead and uh, get to our uh, refill portion. So um, as always, go see a man about a dog or as Goody likes to say, shake the dew off the lily. All right. We'll see you guys in about 30 seconds. All right. 30 seconds. Bye. And we're back from the refill portion, everyone. I hope you've had enough time handling your bio breaks and uh, taking the taking the grand piss, as yeah. they say. Um, my people say new say de grande. Uh, and what'd you say? My people say un pisse de grande. Un pisse de grande, yeah. Un masón, what'd you say? That's the old Spanish, I love that. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> not Spanish, okay? <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the Castilian Spanish? The, uh, yes. Is that, yes. Is that... It's not, it's not, um, it's not designated by what's it called? The uh, Royal Academy. Royal Academy. Oh, sorry, Mr. Fact Check. I apologize. I apologize. So now that we're back from the refill, has anybody changed their drinks or are they going with the same drinks? Elijah same Craig thing. is still, uh, just heating up my mouth. Did you get, did you get, did you bring the bottle next to you, Goody? Because no, but I gave myself a really heavy pour that I'm already at halfway done with. I, I know that's what I'm about to say. It was, a, it was uh, we have to time. step up. 
I'd be like, five minutes into this episode and you're already halfway through it. (laughs) Elijah Craig is literally exploding into his mouth like John Holmes. It's so good and so hot down my throat. It's like it's like a shotgun to the back of the head. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Derek, what are you drinking, man? What was that? That ASMR moment moment happened there, dude. I changed over. um, So I had a Corona, and I'm sure everyone's going to say, oh, that doesn't mix. But um, I know a guy who went to Japan, and he brought me back something you can't get outside of Japan. So you can get sake, and you can get unfiltered sake, but even unfiltered sake has a, a screen that it goes through. It's some type of filter. And so in the process of making sake, there are some big chunks of some good stuff that gets taken out. Well, I've got the chunks. In oh. So I say it, it's... I uh, love unfiltered sake, so that must be delicious. I want it in my mouth. It's... No. Uh, oh, it's my God. Really I, and it's, right. it's super white, too, and yeah. chunky. That well, Unfiltered <laughs> sake is cloudy. So this one must be, you know what, Derek? I'm I, I I'm, I'm with you on this journey. I want some of that. Yeah. Put your white stuff in my mouth, dude. <laughs> okay, so uh, definitely the sake, not the sake, the sake. <laughs> you might want to get a penicillin shot before you drink. <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> so I literally had I, I got two of these, and this is the last one. Read the label. What's this? What's it called? Read the label. You, is there anything in Romanji there? Goody, Goody's about to literally explode right now. He's like, oh, there it is. What does it, what does it say? Read the li- we can't see it. We do. I mean, come on. What is this? I, I thought you were going to read the, the, the Romanji on there. I can't read the Romanji. Yeah, we can't read the Romanji. Romanji's uh, in Latin says, letters, guys. Yeah. It just yeah. says Nigori Krim de Sake. Oh. Yeah, yeah that, that's a guy named Nigori that creamed in that bottle. Oh. <laughs> Delicious. I want you to text me that. Te- text me the, the picture of that. What's, dude. The, what's the texture like? Well, I'm gonna open it up. Um, well, we can't even. We can't even get here, dude. Remember, we can't. We can't get it here, dude. It's, it's like no, 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 no. I just want I just wanted I'm to sure there's some kind of like underground market. If you're lucky, he's drinking pineapple Japan. before he started working on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Did so, you have so you gotta have the fruit before so, you have it? So it obviously it must be chilled, right? Oh yeah, it's it's next yeah. to it's almost frozen. I keep it real cold. And for anybody who's listening, if you're curious about the texture. Um, I say chunky because it's, it's, it's cloudy, but it's cloudy in the sense of like... With a chance of meatballs? Um, balls. With a chance of balls. Yes. With a chance of meaty balls. Yes. <laughs> kind of like if you, if you got a glass of milk and you let your ice melt in the milk. I know people don't do that, but that's kind of what this kind of texture is going to be like. You know, actually, I do like ice in my milk. Not appetizing at all. <laughs> I, what? I like ice in my milk. You know what? You know what, Derek? I love unfiltered cold sake, which I remember. I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe you're the sake expert, but I've heard that, and I don't want to offend anyone if they're into this, but generally speaking, lower grade sakes are hot because it hides the flavor. So if it's a cold sake, it tends to be a higher quality one because the cold one, you can't hide things. So like, it's like one of those, if you're, if you, if you have your sake served cold, like if you're like a sake maker and you have your sake served cold, it means that you trust the higher quality of your product. As opposed to a hot one, which is a little bit more lower quality. I, it, I mean, that stands to reason. I don't know if that's the fact, no. but I, I, I mean, I follow your logic, like knowing a little bit about it, and it does make sense to me. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense in the sense of like the like the like the movies and stuff where you see everybody drinking sake and you know that's all hot. 
Well, and, and, and you know, and and like whenever I've had like, and when I get like the restaurants and tea room, and if I go to a sushi place or something, and they're like, like whenever I say, whenever they say like, oh, it's it's like happy hour, like sake, cheap sake, it's always hot. It's never like ice cold sake that's quote unquote cheap. I just realized how you know? bad an idea it is because okay, so when when you open this stuff because it's unfiltered, it doesn't have all the preservatives in there. Like I have I have to finish this tonight or it will be bad. Right? Oh I can't. no, sounds oh, terrible. You should. Oh, oh what a mistake! This doesn't like was planned. It doesn't stack well with my long notepad of notes for this movie we're yeah, about to go through. No, 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 no. This is perfect. Your long notepad of notes. This is perfect. I want you to finish that right now in front of me. Yeah. All that light-ass Corona beer is just like going to mix poorly with this heavy-ass sake. I'm not sure you can do it there, Derek. D- Derek, oh, look at Derek, look at Derek. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Derek, Derek has food. A little, if you have a, that little sake cup, I want you to drink it straight from the bottle. This is it. Yeah, this is it, man. Yeah. Why are you going to drink it with a little sucky? Clumps and all, man. You think anybody's really going to see it? Oh, fuck that, dude. Get the bottle. Get the big bottle. It just go, dude. Put I'm your not, big boy. I am not chugging this. I will drink out of it. I am not no, chugging no, no, this. No, no, no. Wait, no, no, no. You should not chug that, though. No. I don't even chug it, but just drink it, bro. Oh, there oh, you go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm so jealous. Okay, so for uh, everybody at home who's listening to this, we can profile. see each other today. Mike has lent his uh, technology to us so that we can see each other yeah. for this recording. Great for watching me drink sake. Can, can you describe it to me, though? But, oh, <laughs> so good. It is so. Put good. it in your mouth again, um, <laughs> just slowly. Just put the it, shaft in there. Sweaty no. upper lip. Just the sweaty tip. Upper lip. Just, just the tip. <laughs> not. I'm not participating <laughs> here. So I swear to God. Oh my God. We'll fix it in post. Oh God. We won't. <laughs> oh my God. Fifteen percent alcohol. Jesus. All right. Holy shit, dude. It's um, like that's like yeah. that. Those bombs from like a brandy uh, wine or something. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Well, it's delicious. Uh, it is incredibly smooth. Um, it has like a hint of flavor. I can't pinpoint what the flavor is. Pineapple? Uh, no, no. It it is it like is it like with the sommelier where they're like some random flavor? Like you know, I smell. It has notes I of taste oak, oat, blackberry, and coffee, and uh, uh, I, guava. I taste, I taste. I taste brand new hose. I've heard that. I've heard that. I swear to God, dude. You watched that movie so brand, much? brand new hose, like like a garden Water hose. Like a garden hose. I swear to God. I swear to God. They're like, they have the weirdest flavor profiles. And they all mean something. They all mean something. It sounds strange as hell. Watch the movie Soam. Little tidbit. Watch the movie Soam. S-O-M-M. I think it might be on Netflix. It might have been taken off. But watch it. It's worth it. It's a it's it's the story of some guys that are like they're taking the test to be uh, grand grand sommeliers in the States, which there aren't that many of. Oh, yeah. I've heard of this. I've heard of this. Yeah. It's a really good documentary. And they do like this taste, like this yeah, practice. Yeah, no, I'm bored already. Uh, Derek. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Okay. You, you want to know the flavor? Um, I, can't, I can't really emulate the flavor. I can't tell you what that is. Um, oh, God. This is so exciting. The... But there is one cool thing about it. Um, you know how, like, if you drink any kind of liqueur and 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 when any when you throw it back, you can kind of feel there's sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. There's a little bit of a warm burn, right? The alcohol, right? It's like it thought about that and then it's like, nah, I won't. That's how this drink feels. All right. 
Well, that's that's exciting that you put a lot of white stuff in your mouth with chunks in it. You're just bitter, Bebel, because I, I <laughs> took a dump all over your documentary. You're just no, angry. Not really. You're bitter. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm so not the movie. The yeah, movie. The movie. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're talking about Mike, the movie? Mike, did, 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 <laughs> did you change your stuff or are you good? No, I'm the same thing. Goody? Same thing? Uh, I, it, <laughs> I'm actually already done. Woo-hoo! All right. Well, we'll take hey, another five-minute break. Goody? Yeah, you, Goody, just get break. the bottle and bring it up here, dude. Just sit there next to you. For real. I'm even joking. He's like, yeah, <laughs> there he I goes. will. Like, go, dude, no, seriously, go, go, go. We're, we're going to be talking about We're going to have to cut all of this out. Oh, oh my no, gosh. We're not. We're not. Just go. I'm going to get started in the beginning of this. Go, go. Right, I'll tell me about the movie. Let's go. I changed my shade. I'm going to be going. I changed to um, Bacardi Spice and Coke, so we're good to go. Anyway, so as we're starting, oh, what the fuck are you doing? Just go. I'm goody, go. Derek's over here drinking like twenty seven percent alcohol, and you seriously, I don't know why. And, and I'm gonna keep this, by the way, because this is all gonna be great. I love this shit. People are gonna enjoy this shit for real. No, no anyways, one enjoys this. I feel yes, bad for all of you. I really don't care. I'm gonna keep it, anyways. Um, so the motion picture we're gonna be talking about, Goody knows it's all good. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the '90s, the mid '90s classic, cult classic, uh, Quick and the Dead. I don't know if it's a classic or not, but I fucking love the movie, actually. Um, it uh, came out in 1995, directed by the great Sam Raimi. Um, and it was his kind of homage to, like, Spaghetti Westerns, like, if you didn't know. I mean, for God's sakes, if you watched the movie and you didn't think of Spaghetti Westerns, I don't know what you what planet you're on. There were some things that were very clearly pulled from that. But then there were others that I was just like, what? No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, no. The whole movie is a Spaghetti Western. But, but. Yes, they, 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 I mean, he did his own spin on it because it's Sam Raimi. The way it looked, the way the shots were done, and we'll talk about it, that's all Sam Raimi style. I mean, that's how he does all his movies. Spider-Man, Army of Darkness, Evil Dead. He does all those types of things in those movies. Oh, so um, you guys you guys are some Evil Dead and Army of Darkness guys then. I'm fuck like, yeah, okay. dude. All right, then, then I'm in. Not this I, podcast. not me. Before, before this is going to be boring, now, now I'm ready to go. Oh, you're such an <laughs> asshole, dude. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> So anyways, um, all right, so we know in the motion picture we have – see, we have a ton of people. There's so many people in this movie. Um, there's Sharon Stone. There's Gene Hackman. There is a, a young Leonardo DiCaprio, which uh, this was actually the movie that he did. He started filming after he was nominated for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. So he was oh, nominated yeah. he right after he was nominated. So this is like one of his first movies. There's a young Russell Crowe, which this was his first American feature. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. because I think the next movie he did, uh, I'll have to look it up, but it was with Denzel Washington. It was like a futuristic movie with Denzel Washington. And, excuse me, and uh, and it was, um, that movie was kind of a piece of shit, but it was good anyways, though. But, <laughs> it's a piece of shit, but it was good. It was, good. It was, good. It was, it was one of those cheesy, futuristic action movies, you know what I mean? Like, it was just... It was just kind of crazy, but it was good. It was yeah, this good. This is Russell Crowe before he looks like Steve Bannon's fatter, uglier brother. Yeah, this is okay. So this is a oh this is gosh, the movie. Did, <laughs> this is the movie he did before Virtuosity. That's the name of the movie, Virtuosity. With Denzel I love Washington. Virtuosity. I know, dude. I know. I know. I know. I'm back. So you're back. Good job. You brought the bottle with BT you. BT Dubs. No. Well, oh, dude, you should have brought the bottle. No, now you gonna run it. I wanted anyway. you to keep up with me this week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so the, can't expect and, and, that from Goody, man. He can't keep yeah. up with my man Derek. It can't happen. The Russell Crowe, who else was in the movie? I mean, there's a ton of people. I mean, Tobin Bell is in the movie, for God's sakes. I mean, 
There's uh, who else? Pat Hingle, who was Commissioner Gordon in the first four Batman movies. Uh, who else is in the movie? Oh, Sharon man. Stone's in it. Sharon Stone. Yeah, we already said it. And the I old man from Home joke. Alone's in it. Oh yeah, the, the the neighbor, the old man, the the, 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 show, the... yeah, dude, yeah. And Are then we of talking course, about the same movie? Yeah, yeah. What did you see, Derek? What did you watch, Derek? All those notes they can't fucking working for you, are they? Apparently, bro. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. It's the it's the sake. He he watched Quigley Down Under. That's what he saw. He (laughs) He saw the Tom Selleck movie. That's what it was. Oh no! And then there's also who else is in the movie? Fuck it. I mean, shit. Lance Henriksen, for God's sakes. Bishop. Oh yeah. You said. You said Did Lance you know? Henriksen? I thought it was like the the, the the cycling guy, Twitter France guy with Lance Armstrong. And I'm like, Lance Armstrong was in this movie? Yeah, man. One nut himself. Totally there. Shit. No, there was actually, I read this because I tried to do a little bit of research on this movie, though I didn't do as much as I probably should have, honestly. No, but, we don't do research here. But here's one thing I did learn is that Bruce Campbell was not in the movie, but he kind of was in the movie. Yes, yes, so, I read that. He was the well, wedding chimp. The thing, the thing is, is that he's in every Sam oh, yeah. Raimi movie because I mean, they're. I mean, Wait, they grew on, up. Are you? You're. You're fucking with me, right? Gary Oldman was not in the Quick and the Dead. No, Bruce Campbell. What the fuck are you doing, bro? You said Gary you, Oldman. No, he Who said, said Gary Cam- Oldman. He said Bruce Campbell. Wow, that sock is really getting to you, bro. Okay, whatever. Maybe you heard Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. Was I don't care anymore. Moving on. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's already yeah, checked out. This, this, this show has already reached a whole other level when it comes to Derek. He's so fucked right now. Anyway, so so yeah, but I was gonna say, yeah, Bruce Campbell, yeah, he is in the movie as he's he's billed, but his scenes were all cut out. <laughs> so it's just like but he's still there. Because he's just him and Sam Raimi, they've been together since high school. I mean, him and the uh, Bruce Campbell and the Raimi brothers have known each other since high school. And Bob Taper, who's the executive producer, they've all known each other since high school. So, I mean, they they just they just run in the same circles. And funny thing is, is that in every Raimi movie, there's Sam Raimi's 1973 Oldsmobile, which is the car that Ash drives in all his movies. Oh, yeah. It's 73 Oldsmobile. So in every Sam Raimi movie, there's at least one shot. And so in The Quick and the Dead, you don't see it, but you do see it, actually, because really? it's – they converted the body of the 73 Oldsmobile. They took everything off. They just kept the body frame and they converted it into a wagon. And it's in one of the scenes. That's crazy. <laughs> How do you line item that on the budget? Very easy if you're Sam Raimi. Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> no, not, at that point, he was still like, I mean, he wasn't a small time. Well, actually, kind of was because at that point, all he had was Army of Darkness. Yeah. And like, so like he wasn't. The big guy that, that you might if see. If you got Gene Hackman and Sharon Stone in the movie, you're yeah, already over True that. True that. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, right. we have a young Leonardo DiCaprio who's probably which, by the way, by the way, Leonardo Pro. DiCaprio's salary was paid by Sharon Stone. Really? They had no money for him, so she paid his salary personally. Oh my god. And he, and she could still afford it at that point because she was making good money. Oh, yeah. Unless other than today. And he was making not nothing really. He was still kind of as an up and comer. He's still the kid from uh he's still the kid, the, the orphan kid from Growing Pains. So who knows? I just keep picturing Gilbert Grape now, and that was a very different movie. Hey Gilbert! <laughs> don't right. don't you dare. <laughs> wow. No, he did. I've never seen Gilbert Grape. 
Oh, uh, it's it's a fantastic movie and somewhat depressing to a certain degree. I guess. It I is depressing. It like, uh, I just assumed it was a cannibal movie. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> the title is "What's Eating Gilbert Grape." That's perfect. <laughs> it's it's the sequel to it's the prequel to Ravenous. That's oh what it my is. Gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, so we did we did intend to talk about this movie today, right? Uh, yeah, no, okay, okay, so the movie the movie we all know is like it's that. I mean, there's there's a lot of scenes in the movie, so I want to actually. I don't think I've seen the movie. I want to hear what Mikey's thoughts on the movie. Give me some notes, brother. Well, I'll tell me. you what. My first thought is is I still see Derek over there, and he's drinking a sake out of a little cup. He's like, I, I, I was hoping he reminds me of like it looks like he's drinking out of American Girl cup. <laughs> oh, that's a do- he's in the bistro he's having his american girl tea as they the- kick out the pinky holding this tiny little socket <laughs> which is your favorite american girl derek he likes a uh, person the frontiers what? swedish girl or is it roberta the suffragette i don't know God. you know you're talking about things i don't have a clue about yeah. Or Karen, the COVID girl that coughs on people and won't wear a fucking oh, mask. Yes. But, uh, yeah. that's, the gar- that's the garbage pill kid. Tepwood oh, Mary, who also coughed sure? on kids at an earlier time in history. The garbage <laughs> pail kids. My gosh. So, so as far as what I thought about this movie, I had heard about this movie for a while. I'd never seen it, so this was actually a lot of fun. And if, if your listeners want to check the movie out, you can check it out on Pluto for free. You have to watch the oh, commercials. Cool. I'm a big fan of Pluto, by the way. It was free on there, so I didn't even have to rent it. It was awesome. So that being said, is I'm a big fan of, as we kind of mentioned, the Evil Dead series, big fan of uh, Bruce Campbell, etc. Everything I've seen by Sam Raimi has always been really solid, and this was no exception. I was also growing up a big fan of the spaghetti western genre. Uh, the movie, all in all, I would say was... I liked, and we can talk about it in further detail. It was, it was relatively simple, all things considered. It wasn't a really complicated movie, but I liked, considering I run a show called Whack Brackets, and there were brackets involved. Of course, I like this, and uh, I found <laughs> the characters. Brand, okay, yeah, I found it, was on, it, was, it was on purpose. It was on purpose. <laughs> but I found the characters to be for given the amount of characters that were involved, because even the, the big characters, the, the Indian that couldn't die from a bullet, etc., they did a really good Body job. Horse. Yeah. I couldn't remember his name, but they did a really good job of even fleshing out, at least giving you a good understanding of characters quickly and kind of their brand. This is who I am. This is who I am. This is scar, etc., and scars, I guess. So it was, it was an easy watch. It was a fun watch. Gene Hackman played a great dick and uh, Sharon Stone was a, again, we'll talk about this later. I'm sure I like the fact that she was a badass, but not the complete badass as it got through the movie. You realize she's not as tough as she came across. And I thought it at least it gave layers to characters that I didn't expect layers from, even though it was a relatively simple movie. I enjoyed it. It was, it was really fun. And I love the I cheese. Mean, there's a couple of cheese factors in it, and we can talk about that later. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the especially oh, the the gun. Let's go ahead. Let's just go. Let's just go ahead and pile on the cheese factor because Sam Raimi is a king of cheese when it comes to camera angles and oh. and quick quick zoom ins and quick zoom outs. I mean, it's insane. Oh, yeah. Like he handles in this motion picture, which is what I love. This was like this is like this movie's like quintessential Sam Raimi because 
he literally goes balls to the wall all out with his camera. I mean, he does all the things. Oh. He hits all the beats that he does so. in every one of his movies. Like, like the, the my favorite, my favorite part, I think is mm-hmm. the coolest scene. Okay. Is the scene at the end, spoiler alert, scene at the end with the exploding clock tower. And the two dudes are there. And all of a sudden it explodes. And you see those guys just literally get lifted off the ground. Like you just see them off flying off like crazy. I was like, holy shit, those two those two guys got sent like serious distance. Like those stun dudes are like insane. Oh, because yeah. Because it was like right there next to them. I was like, I thought, I, I forgot that there were actually two dudes sitting next to the classroom. I'm like, in my head, I was thinking to myself, are those guys going to move? I mean, are they going to go someplace else? And then when it exploded and they literally got yanked off the balcony by, of course, you know, like those stuntman, those stuntman strings. It was just like, I was like, holy shit, dude. Crazy. So I literally, the very first thing I wrote down for this movie, if you, if any of you guys paid attention, one of my favorite shots that a cameraman can use or a director can instruct is the uh, push pull. So where you are physically moving the camera camera away from your oh, subject yeah. mm-hmm. while you are zooming in or the inverse, yeah. right? You're physically moving the camera closer while you're zooming out. And that opening scene on a monumentally like giant field, right? And you are, it, it seems like the camera is in one position and man, it just changes your whole perspective and the zoom lens, man, I was geeking out on this, like just opening scene. It was incredible. Okay. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy. Like for me, like I thought that, like, uh, like every single time they all they had the they always had the, like the split lens where, it, where they were both in focus. Yeah. And you had one person on the way back and one person in the front. Uh, it was fantastic. It was just, I mean, it's like I said, but Sam Raimi pulling out all the stops, dude. He didn't well, give a shit. I think my favorite scene of the movie is when Herod is fighting um, Clay Cantrell. And that's a higher gun. And he blows a literal hole through his head. <laughs> yeah. It's so ridiculous, but it's like on brand for Sam Raimi. And when I saw that, I was working out. Like I said, I try to work out when I watch these things. And I was working out and I literally, I, I just stopped. I was like, this is so fucking beautifully ridiculous. It was, oh, it, was it was just perfect. It was I didn't expect it. As ridiculous as it was, I didn't expect it, but I loved it. I just it, then he I, does it again at the end. Oh yeah, where well, you can see with through Harry, the it's hilarious. Yeah. With Harry, and you see the shadow, yeah. and he has the hole in the yeah. shadow. Like, yeah, <laughs> I forgot all about that too. I was like, oh my god, dude! I, well, I, but then he gets shot again. Oh yeah, and then his head explodes. But basically, it gets thrown like twenty feet. But what I'm not saying only is like thrown. That was like you guys were talking about ridiculous. He shoots him. He does a backflip. And his oh, head does a backflip because so the great. bullet was just so much faster that time. Yeah, she and, 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 it with vengeance. Well, that, that's and, how that's how it works. Like when you shoot a gun, depending on how your feelings are when you shoot that gun, yes. the bullets go faster. It's your feelings. Yes, yes, feelings. Like, it, that, that, that that little move when he the camera kind of like does like a weird thing and the body flips, and that's totally Sam Raimi too. Oh yeah, because you see that all over the place in Army of Darkness. Oh yeah, and Army I, just, of Darkness. I have to be. You know, I don't know, Derek. Have you seen Army of Darkness? It's not a horror. I swear to God. I oh, you gotta you. watch this. You so need to watch fun. it, Derek. It's so funny, dude. It's so yes. funny. It's not a horror, dude. Dude, it's not a horror. It's like it's Here's- like the funniest movie you should ever see. Like the best line in that whole movie is the shop S Mart scene it's shop the smart. best shop smart shop s smart like this any is my boomstick 
But yeah. here's the thing: inches of is, walnut. <laughs> yeah, to give you a, to give you kind of a refresher course of Sam Raimi or Sam Raimi in a nutshell, Evil Dead was a legit horror movie. Okay, oh, and it was, Dead, it's hard to watch. Yeah, Evil Dead Two took Evil Dead, crunched it down, and split some stuff out into about the first ten minutes. Of, yeah, took about the Evil Dead, crunched it down to about ten minutes, and then went off on a ridiculous tangent. It's Which, got and and, 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 it's, and it's and it's just as good. Oh, like, it's, it's, it's just a great. It's but fantastic. The thing about Evil Dead Two is that it's. Arguably not even a horror movie, but what they did do that was so cool in Evil Dead 2 is I would argue that Evil Dead 2 particularly was the first movie that had that delayed scare. And they used it to such effect. And uh, Scream used it a lot. And a a lot of those horror movies afterwards just started stealing from it. It was such kind of a – you build yourself up knowing that it's going to happen and then it doesn't. You let your guard down and then they pop you. And Evil Dead 2 was one of the first movies that did that, and they did it in spades. Now, the thing is, is the third movie, Army of Darkness, literally – comedy. Yeah, it takes – it's – yeah, it's it's so great, but they all fit together in this – if you can stomach Evil Dead, which I wouldn't recommend to you because I think you're the one that doesn't like the <laughs> Evil Dead 2 is – Fine, though you might have some scenes you can't watch, but they do fake it. They've even got blood that's green. It's it's so ridiculous. It's such a dumb, hilarious, so, perfect. I wasn't going to bring this. Awesome, but Army of Army of Darkness, Army of Darkness, Derek. You definitely you don't you don't have to watch the other movies to know what time because they recap it in the beginning of the movie, and it's just so funny, dude. Oh, it's it's awesome. so hilarious. You need to watch it. I'm going to tell you a story about something that happened to me last night. And I wasn't going to bring this up, but since we do tangents here. Um, really? I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I found out recently that it was. Somebody jizzed in your sake? A matter of. The sake is jizzed? $15 from Amazon to have them send me a little kit that will let me find out Jizz. my blood type. I don't know my blood type. Okay. Maybe. And I thought it would be cool. I could put it on my donor card and blah, blah, blah. So I ordered this $15 kit and I quite literally had to get hammered so far so that I could allow my wife to prick my finger because I'm that big. Of a- <laughs> it took us an hour. It took us an hour for her to prick my finger, for me to let her prick my finger and her to get four drops of blood. Jesus, dude. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. So well, I probably but I appreciate the recommendation. Can can I can I um what can you say what your blood type is? I'm curious. A positive, right? A, How great oh A plus? Oh, cool. Oh, Nerd. I mean, I had to do it better than everybody else, apparently. Oh <laughs> is somehow better. Oh uh, dude. Dude, yeah, I, no, I no. am uh what's what's your blood type, Bebel? Think of AB. You don't, even know, you don't know what it is. Forget it. All right. I do. I do. I did find out, but I forgot now. Yeah. Good job. Nice work. Where to go? I am O positive, actually. Yeah. That's what I found out. I'm O positive. I think, I think I'm AB negative. I'm usually about twenty proof. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, it. Right? that works in our show, dude. That totally works in our show. But yeah, right. yeah mine is roasted garlic marinara. That's my blood type. <laughs> okay. I I I prefer hot pocket. That's mine. Um. <laughs> So back to the movie. <laughs> okay. Debatable. What are your Derek, thoughts? Oh, no, hold on. I, let me go, go. What are your thoughts, bro? Continue. Well, the next thing I wrote down is you realize that the Marshalls, like, 
building that was burned down. It was next to the graveyard and it was like 300 yards away from the town. And my first thought was the merit marshal must really not be liked to be forced 300 yards outside of town before you can have a building. <laughs> Why? Even before they're taken over by an outlaw, the people of the town were not crazy about marshals, I guess. I don't know. Well, and like there were, there were a few kind of trope type things in here. Like she's riding into town and there's a sad girl that they pause on the camera as she's riding into town. That's up in a, a window, a flowy curtain, and she's sad and emotionless. And I wrote down, sad girl must mean troubled town. <laughs> like, wh- why Why do we, how did, how, when did I learn that that is what a sad girl in a window I mean, means? I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't get that, that, that kind of statement or that kind of feeling from an entire small churchyard plot full of graves. I mean, tons of, I, I don't think I've ever seen more graves in a Western town than I have in this movie. I mean, yeah, there are more dead people than there were in the town. Seriously, like, I mean, it, it goes back to what the doc said at the end of the movie. You've been here for hours and you can't find your dad's grave. Granted, he wasn't there. They took his body out. But she was there for hours trying to find the grave. How big is that fucking cemetery then if that's the case? I mean, Jesus Christ. The guy was just watching her for hours. Like, Which is the whole yeah. other thing is like, well, I'm gonna watch uh, yeah. her struggle for a while, and then I'm gonna no, give no, her no. some knowledge. No, he's, he's like, he's like, she's old enough now. She, it, wait, what? Oh, he's he's looking at her. Oh, okay, geez. Okay. <sighs> um, let's see what else here. There's a blind dude, one dude, blind kid. His only mid- job is to shine shoes. He can't see. He sells mid nineties Sharon Stone, bro. I gotta be. He sells bullets. He, he, he does. Shop. He has a, I mean, he does. He's got a whole like shop. Shop. He's like uh, those little shops in New York. What are they called? Uh, but I was going to call him a bidet. I know that's not right. What are they called? <laughs> bodega. A bodega. Bodega. Yeah, him. Bodega. Oh my gosh. He, and, and they're Very out of like an things. Arm, and he sells everything out yeah. of like an armoire. Is that what that thing is? Like one of those armoire? things to wash your ass. The other one has shit that people wipe their ass on. So bidet. Yeah. Versus bodega. <laughs> Mm. Yes, that's exactly. It's, it's, it's the same thing, Mike. I mean, he sells bullets, but you know that's actually a perfect job. Like that's an amazing sort of like marketing. He, he should be the millionaire. Yeah, and really. He, know, he knows what the bullets feels like just by the touch. I mean, what the hell is that, dude? He's like Daredevil. Yes, he is. He's like Daredevil. He's Daredevil's. You know what? He's Daredevil from like Marvel sixteen twenty three. Yeah, there it is. So I have to point out. Um, I, I, I too enjoy Gene Hackman, um, and he is a phenomenal asshole, right? <laughs> oh, when it comes yeah, to just let's, being let's talk about that. Let's talk about this. the dick of town that everyone loves to fucking want to hate. Like he's just a bad cowboy, though. Dude, not is, convincing. Is this? Is wait, it, wait, no, what does that mean? Like, like, like he sh- he's a really good at being an asshole, but like a bad cowboy, meaning. Like, oh, you mean like, like in, 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 the, in the flashback hey, scenes? You mean? Hey, hey, Bebel, the question was for Derek. So, uh, no, no, so, I'm trying to ask you. Oh, are, you shit. About the, are you talking about in the flashback scenes? No, dumbass? let me answer and I'll tell you, okay? Okay. Yes. I'm talking about the concept of a Western where everyone's gunslingers, and I don't believe that he's a gunslinger. I don't believe that he makes a living and got badass by, you know, using a firearm. Not like other cowboys or westerns or whatever. Like 
Everyone's a badass, and even his henchmen are more convincing gunslingers than he is. The only convincing aspect is these cut shots where we see that he's got amazing aim and he's super fast and he's just is the badass. I still don't believe that he is. I think I see because like Lance Henriksen makes looks more believable. Other people look more believable. Even Sven or whatever the the Swedish guy. But like, the forest, the forest from Marat. Which, but yes, by the way, I'm like that's like if you ever need a Swedish person to be a heavy, he's always that guy. Like always, always. like you were saying, these character actors, these actors, are like oh yeah, that guy. I've seen everything else. Yeah, well, yeah like you're Keith right. David. Like Gene Hackman seems too aristocratic in a certain way to me to be a think, gunslinger. I think, and, and, you know, here's the thing. I would at least argue this. I don't disagree in theory, but as a basketball player, Steph Curry shouldn't be any fucking good. He looks like somebody's little stupid brother, but the man can fucking shoot and he's one of the best players in the NBA. Well, okay. So okay, if you're, but like there were things. Okay. So I, I made, a note here. You remember, you know the scene where Russell Crowe is about to be hung inside the bar. He's shooting the chair. Russell Crowe's about to lose his standing post, right? Um, did you notice that she fired three shots for a three-twine rope? Like, they paid attention to that part. They made it convincing there. They made it seem almost like they'd hired a gunslinging uh, historian to get, advise them on the production, Right. And then, like two scenes later, Gene Hackman kill uh, yeah, Gene Hackman kills somebody. He wins his duel or whatever, and he goes to put his gun in the holster, and he has to look and drop it, and he wiggles it in. Like they left that shot in the movie, and I was like, he's supposed to be infallibly badass. Like if anything, if Gene just can't do that as an actor, then have him throw the gun to one of his henchmen. But when he put it away, he had to like. Like, okay, think about it this way. Without looking, can you get your hand in your own pocket? Of course you can. We do it every day, hundreds of times. It's where we keep our phone, everything else, right? Goody just did it. You don't have to think about it, right? You're, you are in tune. You know where your pocket is. If he's that good with a gun, he should know where his holster is, right? Uh, uh, no, I guess so. no, he's right. He's right. He's right. I didn't even thought about yeah. that. And he's right. Yeah. He's right. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I think what it is is that I think this was just kind of like for me. You're wrong. It it it, uh, it harkens to like his character in Unforgiven. No, where you don't think so. No, I think I think this guy was just. I think in comparison to the two, Unforgiven, he was more. I guess I guess he was more believable as a bad guy than he was in this one. But this one, he was just much fucking crazier than he well, was in Unforgiven. Well, no, no. But then they put him in a scene when he's on his deck, right? And he's got, it's out in the rain and, and something's happening. And he's got this little bitchy ass little umbrella that he's holding with two hands, like a little oh, lady. Yeah. And it's frilly and shit. And I get that he's got money and he has the most decadent of things, but he's supposed to be the badass gunslinger. Well, I would say this about the the pocket thing. And we were talking about the pocket and like looking him down. I have probably typed more letters than most people in their life. I've been programming computers since I was 12. To this day, I still look sometimes when I'm typing at the letters. Similarly, I play guitar since I was 16. Sometimes I have to look at my hands when I play guitar. I don't have, I kind of sort of have to. I get uncomfortable, I guess. Who knows? So maybe he's, he's fast. A quick draw is one thing, but then get doing kind of the finer details. Maybe he just wants to get it right. Make for all we know, maybe he has a new gun holster. Maybe you, I don't know, but uh, you know, the frilly umbrella, I think maybe that goes to what uh, the kid was saying in the movie. 
maybe I was going to what the kid was saying in the movie is that maybe he's lost it. Maybe he's not as quick as he once was. And maybe, mm-hmm. he's, getting, maybe he's getting frilly and maybe he's, he's just lost his edge. So well, it was I mean, an insanity which, play then. Which was, which was also like, and to your point, to your point, Derek, there's that scene at the end where he, it's the night before he's fighting. He's about to, he's going to have the gunfight with court where he's there with his little glasses and he's cleaning his gun and and shaping. Oh thing. yeah, I wrote that down and as Mr. Like, Scrooge and, scene. Yeah, and it's like and, and 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 then to your point, and at the end of the scene, he kind like of throws Christmas it. Carol Scrooge or like Ducktales. Yeah, Scrooge. like him counting his money, just polishing it in the dark. <laughs> exactly, and 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 at the end of the scene, that little scene when when the when the cameras panned out enough, you see him just throw the stuff on the table because I think at that point you can see that he's like he knows that like. If he's not careful, like he's probably gonna die, and he's already seen like where what what am I at right now? Like what like what am I doing right now? Like I'm not where I was ten years ago. This is not gonna be a good situation for me. Like he's already like at that point, right? Right. Do you know what I mean? So I, I get what you're saying, dude. I totally get what you're saying. So, I, I, but you don't buy it. Derek, <laughs> I'm trying to create controversy here. You don't buy it. <laughs> Derek doesn't buy it. I buy it, and I, I, I'll i buy that for a dollar. Oh, of so, course you would. <laughs> you know how sometimes um, – you know, I, I feel like I've, I've heard a few times whenever I hear like screenwriter interviewers, they'll talk about how, you know, to some extent you can't, um, you can't confuse or uh, misdirect the audience, right? You, you kind of want to avoid that because sometimes it'll pull people away from um, – like the story and, and they won't be as invested in it or something like that. I think, I feel like I heard that from the guy who did, gosh, I don't remember. Anyway. So the explore? no, no. Um, the point is they, the first bad guy we meet, that was like long dark shadow must be a bad guy. And it was the guy who was like faking it the whole time that barely could shoot. Right. Mm-hmm. The ace guy. Yeah. And then, when you've got when you are the real bad guy of the movie, they don't even show your shadow. You don't need no shadow. You just got spurs that people recognize, and they show it real close up. I don't understand. Those are like the girl in the window. Like when did I learn that that a long ominous shadow is is the bad guy? It's kind of like it's kind of like the whenever you see a dog with a hand in its mouth, you know it's a bad town, boy. <laughs> I feel like I have seen that, but wait, I don't remember what wait, movie it was. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I can tell you right now, I cannot recall a single movie where there's a dog with a severed human hand in its I mouth. I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now, Goody. Yeah, last man standing. Yeah. Last man standing with doesn't, Bruce Willis. Doesn't, doesn't happen. Or, hey, yo, Jimbo, yo, Jimbo, Jimbo. Yeah, which is just. The original version of Last Man Standing. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's not enough to be a trope. It's like saying, you know what? What's a trope? No, when no, the no, guy eats spaghetti on Mars, that's a trope. What, Nobody does what, that. Nobody does. But that. what I'm talking about, what I'm talking about, is that that those kinds of scenes where you realize, you're like, this is a bad fucking place. Maybe it's it, it, it it's not ex- okay. The exact details aren't necessarily. I'm it, not saying it's trope, but it's I'm just the atmosphere. It's, it's the aesthetic. There's something about it where. Yes, it it conveys a certain feeling or an atmosphere or a message, like hand in mouth of dog. Me. You get me. Or like if there's like a face in a dog's mouth, you're like, oh, that's not good because yeah. there's a human face in that dog's mouth. Or, or if like yeah, you go cool. on a podcast and there's a little uh, pink airplane over the right shoulder of one of the guests, you kind of like concern yourself. 
Yeah, you just watch it the whole time. I'm just going to argue. Like, with I have to, hold, to hold my gerbils. I've been singing it this entire time, and I'm like, wait a second, gerbils? <laughs> exactly. Just call me Richard Gere. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyways, I'm going to keep drinking my bourbon. We'll fix it in post. How we deal with anyways. that. <laughs> no, we're doing it live. Okay. Do it alive. So the little kid, he's nobody's got no money, but the little kid got tons of money to be blind polishing shoes, and he's got <laughs> he must be I an arsenal. I wrote down a, another revenue source for the blind kid. He must be selling gun polish because when you see like the ramp up to all the people polishing their rifles and guns and stuff, there's like a mirror like finish on these things, and it's incredible. Let me ask you a question. Isn't there a character in comics or in pop culture where they're like the person's like a kind of a cue kind of like person and they're blind? Just trying to think. Sounds familiar, but I can't I, think of it. Are you talking about uh, the seven? Oh gosh, this is going to go back. What is the name of that movie? The Seven Faces of Doctor Lau. Do you guys know that movie? Real old, no. real old movie. If you can find it anywhere, it's it's a good one. It's like a kung fu movie, but it's more. Not about kung. It's a. It's no. It's just a. It's just a Chinese film. Um, has nothing to do with kung fu at all. Um, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I don't know how I thought that. It was just like every character is Chinese in the movie. You made like, you made him so uncomfortable, Goody. Right now, <laughs> he's just like the sock like, is getting to me. Okay, sweating. the sock is making sweat. He's like all of a sudden he's like he's, believing, he's like oh my god I just culturally appropriated this motion picture. Oh, you mean the drink of choice of the people that the imperial the imperial imperializers? Okay. Yeah, the point I was making <laughs> was that Doctor Lau is like an omniscient guy who just pops up in the right place at the right time to tell somebody something they needed to hear. Uh, exactly. Oh, it sounds like that sounds like the the dungeon master from the old Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Maybe that's the original originator of it. And Doctor Lau came afterwards. I hope not. Yeah, and, but. It's, 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 is it is it's it who like Uncle Iroh is it who Uncle Iro is based on in uh in Avatar: Last Airbender? I don't like your example, Bevel. Walk away from it. <laughs> you should. I'm trying you to like look it. up this movie just to make sure I didn't imagine it. Yes, okay. It's called The Seven Faces of Doctor Lau, <laughs> and it came out in '64. You mean it's kind of like the 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 five? What's it called? The five deadly whatever. So you're saying the five deadly venoms. Exactly, Five Deadly Venoms. No. 36 Chambers of Death. So, wait, Derek, you're saying this, it came out in 64, it predates 1980s Dungeons and Dragons cartoon? I, I, guess. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. <laughs> that's, just, that's some QAnon bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Um, I'm actually confused now. What are we talking about? Maybe it's the Craig. <laughs> are we even talking about this movie? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, yeah it starts with the Q. So are we talking about QAnon and the Dead? I don't know. I don't know what we're talking. Derek about. was going through his notes where I think at some point he said he enjoyed the movie, but everything he said is just trashing the fucking movie. Yeah, so, no, he's, I like, know. he's like sad girl tropes. This okay, movie's yeah. not original and it's Look, dead. We're just gonna power through my notes here real quick just to get this. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, do it. Do I think his, last, his notes and with way, Sam Raimi. Hold on, Derek. I said, Derek. I just want to say, I just want to say one thing. I love you. Okay, that's your one thing. All these dumb dip, dipshits standing behind the people dueling in every but shot. There's that. always yes. people standing <laughs> on the yeah, other I saw side. That too, and I'm like, oh my god. They're very, always. very confident in their ability. I mean, yes, they're gunslingers, but you know, errant bullets. I mean, no, you never do that. 
Apparently, no one's ever heard of Crossfire. Yeah, exactly. in crossfire. It, it, it's not anything like going to a rally when like COVID nineteen is raging or anything. Yeah, <laughs> that is perfect. Oh, just saying. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god, dude. Okay, um, Jesus. Okay, here we go. We've, uh, lost, we've, we've, we've lost our religious right portion of our audience. Well, yeah, now we did. Why you call them out that way, bro? When they're trying to be dramatic about all the duelers and there's so much zooming onto everyone's face, I thought that was a little bit much. Okay. Like it became less dramatic when they did that. Yeah, they do it to every character and some of them four or five times. Like, yes. Okay. Um, and then it's, and it's, and they do the zoom in and then all of a sudden it's that push pull that you were talking about. Yes. Okay. But if we're, if we're talking about, okay, this is before the duel that Sharon Stone has at the end with Gene Hackman. Okay. The medic just walks by a guy who was shot and from 10 yards away, he's like dead. Yes. Yes. And naturally, I think, I think that that shot was the Indian guy, right. That couldn't die of a bullet or whatever. And, and he got up right afterwards. So he, he did, he didn't, he's your, your medic isn't trustworthy. And then when, you know, the ending goes the way that it does, I assume everybody's watched this movie and she fakes her death with some ink. Spoilers. He, he's like, he's like, don't come and touch her. Don't come and look. I got this, but she's definitely dead. Like he basically says that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Don't touch her, you bastards. Leave her alone. Maybe, maybe, maybe medical school standards were. A little bit more fast and loose back in the 1880s, or whenever it takes you place. You cut yourself before, right? Yeah, you'll be a good. I don't, be a I don't believe. I don't believe that old man certified by a board. Yeah, no I mean, here's the thing. Even back in, I think the late 1800s, early 1900s, people weren't washing their hands to deliver babies and shit, and that's why so many people were dying in childbirth. I mean, yeah, I've only learned God, this recently. I mean, for God's sakes, H. H. Holmes was a fucking pharmacist. I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, let's just what? let's just put that out there. What? Who is what? Do you know who H. H. Holmes is? All right, we're gonna go Doesn't on a fucking appliance store. That's H. H. Greg. I'm sorry. No, that's H. H. Greg. No, H. H. Holmes is considered Wait, the was worst. Wasn't he in porn movies? Yes. That's H. H. Longfellow. Oh. There you go. <laughs> no, no, Long Duck Dong. It's someone else. Long Duck Dong. That's his name. Long Duck Dong. No, <laughs> that's he was in Seven Faces of Doctor Lao. Long Duck Dong. That's who it was. He, he was, was in the there. Seventeen Inches of Doctor Lao. There you go. <laughs> no, so H. H. Holmes. Just so you know, Derek H. H. Holmes, and and if you know who that is, Mikey, I'll, I'll tell you. H. H. Holmes is considered probably the worst serial killer in American history. No one really knows how many people he killed in his hotel of death. So during the Chicago World's Fair, okay, he literally built a hotel with different contractors over the span of like two, three years. He built literally a building, an apartment building that had trap doors that would lead to spikes. He had trap doors that would lead to acid baths. He had trap doors that would lead to rooms with no exit and he would suck the air out. Really? Or put gas in. There needs to be a movie about this guy because it sounds like an amazing escape room. Well, there's a movie called there's there's a book called Devil oh, in the Saul. White City. <laughs> no, 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 close. It's probably based on it, but there's a there's, okay. There's a book called Devil in the White City because it takes place during the Chicago World's Fair in the late 1800s, and it's actually Leonardo DiCaprio has been is, has been has owned the rights to the book, and he actually is eyeing to make the movie. He's trying to make the movie for the last 10, 15 years. 
but he actually wants to make the movie and be H.H. Holmes. He wants to portray the guy. The guy was literally, he killed his wife way back, like in the beginning of his life, he killed his wife multiple times, well, multiple wives at that point. <laughs> multiple and wives. He, killed, he killed her multiple times. times. He's so good. And he, and, no, and all he needed Fair to do, to because cat. it was 1800s, all he had to do was change his name. And no, he just no reanimates them and kills them again. Yes. And then just he like reanimates them again. Just like his cats. No, no, but glowing liquid, read, man. read up on the guy, H.H. H. Holmes. But yeah, no, dude, it was, it's crazy. But yeah, no, it, it that's, that's what that doctor is. He's H.H. H. Holmes, but just older. I don't buy it. <laughs> QAnon bullshit. Fake news. <laughs> that's some Newsmax shit, man. So Derek, what's your uh, more thoughts? The last thing I have written down is henchmen are always cocking around. Did you ever notice that Gene Ackman? I don't want to know what cocks are doing. He they cock their gun every time oh. they're in. Like they walk into the scene, <laughs> they walk <laughs> out of the scene. <laughs> somebody's coming from across the field. <laughs> like they're always cocking the gun. I'm like these motherfuckers seem to be prepared, but they're not all that prepared. One okay? dude. One dude. Dude even did like the whole Schwarzenegger T two cock that flip flip with the freaking he rifle. He did it throughout you the know? whole movie. He did it like three I, times. You know what's testament of the fact that these these henchmen don't know what they're doing? The fact that they can wire the entire town to explode when they need to blow everything up. Yes. Like okay, look, I understand movie magic, but like you need to like actual lay wire work down and detonators, and you have to coordinate this. And the fact that not a single henchman was like, "Hey, why are you putting all those?" those sticks under that building like what's happening in that what are you doing like nobody knew what's going on like none of these henchmen there wasn't a single henchman that was like i want to be henchman of the month uh i'm gonna find and i mean are we certain that there were any innocent bystanders like did someone just lose their cousin and they're like still hating her could could this be like is this like a janitor in the death star kind of situation Uh, i'm sure there was some guy in the clock tower like oh my god what are these sticks doing here that's weird boom (laughs) and they're done (laughs) It's like oh somebody, shit! Somebody in the in the general store all of a sudden is like, oh, I really need to buy a bag of rock. Boom! It's all gone. You know <laughs> what? They're probably a collaborator. They deserved it. Yes, yes, yes. They need to get there. They're going to be brought onto the streets and have their heads. No, they're changed. not. They're going to be destroyed in the clock tower explosion because shit. Exactly. Because they are collaborators. Oh my god! Where am I going with that? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know, Goody. I don't all know. I know but- is that like these henchmen suck, and they're. Cocking their guns, but they're not like looking out for dynamite in their buildings. I don't know. So, okay. So, so Mikey, Mikey, what are your thoughts, man? Let me hear some more of your thoughts, man. All right. I actually wrote not many notes, but I loved uh, a few things I loved, which I found ridiculous, but I, I love, a, I love ridiculous things in a movie that's intended not to be super serious. Uh, I loved when court had a match lit on his face. Early on. Yes. I loved when the kids from the guy that lit the match on his face just started beating him with boards. Uh, yeah. Was, like, and he, and he, he could take that because it was just kids. But I love when, and this is for some reason, one of my favorite scenes is when court, because court up until this point is trying to be real passive, but then they take him into the gun shop with, with the kid. And the kid's showing him all these guns. And you can tell Court is about ready to jizz his pants. He's looking at these guns. He's like, ah. And so he's getting like uber excited about that. Um, a few other things I loved is when um, when the little girl uh, is trying to suck up to Sharon Stone's character, the lady, I guess. Grow up. <laughs> yeah, she's like, grow up. Uh, <laughs> 
And, you know, and, and she also pulls, I'm sure you've seen the water boy, but right before it starts, she's like, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah. And then, uh, of course, when, when Sharon Stone wins her first match and the kids all like starting to, he, he runs, he's like, Oh wow. And his, his little groupies all butthurt about it. There's yes, exactly. Yeah. There, it's there's, just, it's, Go ahead. No, that's it. Really is. Uh, most of the other stuff we've already talked about, which is like just blowing holes through fucking people, which I found hilarious and great. And, and I really so, did like the Cantrell character. Uh, that's I, I thought that they could have done more with him, but I guess you couldn't have. They they had so many bit characters, but I really did. He was my I favorite mean, character to die a quick death. Yeah, he was. He was probably the best one out of all the character actors because he was. He was really good. And then, and then, of course, the guy who played Scars, which was great. He was. Uh, he was in. Uh, and he's like in a ton of movies. I mean, he was in. He's from. Uh, what's it called? The FX show with the bikers. He's in. Um, Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Yeah. He was. Was night. Yeah. He was. Who was? And he was in Batman. Batman Begins, and oh, he, he was the. Um, oh my god, he was the detective, the detective that was on the take. He was Fast and the Furious too. Bullock, yeah, uh, yes, or somebody. He wasn't Bullock. He was someone else. But he was a. Big, yeah. he was a. He actually a big guy, big character detective in the in the Gotham PD. And, and, and he was, oh, I was, was talking a, about Sons of Anarchy. He, who is he in Sons of Anarchy? He was. Um, uh, oh, man, Bobby out. Ellis. Okay. I, yeah, I'm not. Can't remember where that came from. But he was also Ellis, yeah. he was also he was also like the guy who owned the station in uh in that episode of Mandalorian or the prison break one, the okay. rescue. He was the guy he was the guy who was like new Mando from back in the day and shit like that. So he was in he was in Mandalorian also. But so yeah, he, I have he, to he, disagree with you though about Mike. something you said there, Mike. What's that? Um you, you mentioned at the beginning that Charlize Theron um not Charlize Theron, Sharon Stone, I'm sorry. Um, Sharon Stone's character was like flawed, right? She wasn't impervious and she, you know, had difficulty with some aspects of it. I wrote down specifically that I hated <laughs> that they made her look weak. Like the way she rode into town, the way she took out that guy, like in the opening scene that was just out in the middle of the field and like all of these aspects of her coming back with just disciplined vengeance. I loved that. And then she broke down and I was like, why you got to like, you got a female lead here. I want her to just be infallibly badass. I, I kind of agree with you. And I kind of disagree with you in, in the regard that it would have been, I think it would have been easy for her to be the prototypical badass. But at the same time, you have no drama. You have no pull of her when she's, if she was the prototypical badass, it would have ended at like 40 some minutes in. She just shot Gene Hackman and dinner and it's fucking over. Sure. Yeah. You have to have that kind of tension build and you have to understand that she's coming from a situation where she saw this guy murder her father. Well, not murder her father, make her murder her father. So yeah. to speak. And she still has that uncertainty that kind of, can I beat this guy? Can I? Right. right. So, so yeah, I think that, uh, to me, having that lack of confidence added a little bit of tension to the movie. Otherwise, it really would have been just almost a ridiculous cartoon of, okay, well, sure. you know she's going to win. At least well, here. There were always those <laughs> CG bullet holes that definitely made it almost cartoon-esque. Oh, yeah. Three scenes. yeah. And 
one thing I will say is, and don't, you know, I was not a big fan. I mean, Sharon Stone, uber attractive lady in Basic Instinct, but I wasn't as big a fan of her in there. But in here, when she's running around in these fucking cowboy outfits, I was like, fuck, she's fucking hot. And then, <laughs> then he's, waiting, he's waiting for her to come on and ask this chaps. Yo, that would be fucking fantastic. <laughs> but then when she is, then when she dresses up to go to dinner with Gene Hackman, maybe it's just me. I'm like, yeah, she looked a lot better in the fucking Western outfit. And then the other I thing I didn't like is at the very end, she didn't have the hat on. She had the messy hair and she's supposed to look super sexy with the messy hair. I'm like, get the straight hair and put the hat back on. You look so much badder ass. You know, it's funny because I, I know the name Sharon Stone. I know, I knew that she was a, you know, famous actress, but I, I think that other than this movie, um, I've only ever seen her in total recall. That King Thomas Vines. I don't even know. Not Basic Instinct? Not Charlie's Angels? Uh, Nope, nope, never saw any of those. She's in Charlie's Angels. The first one. Gosh. Look it up, dude. I haven't seen her in anything. How did I? What was the movie with the... Sliver? Sliver? The UB40, the one with the UB40 song? Yes, Yes. Yes, Sliver. No. No, I don't know that one either. You need to watch her in King Solomon's Minds with Richard Chamberlain. Amazing. Oh, wait, no, I've seen Casino. Uh, Quarterman Velocity of Gold? No? (laughs) <laughs> no, again. <laughs> oh my god, that's a pull, Goody. That's a deep pull. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It is. But <laughs> a deep, that is a deep pull. Oh god. Anyways, but yeah, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, like they they kind of were, and and honestly, in reality, I think in my opinion, like her character wasn't the best character. I actually appreciated more Gene Hackman's character. I liked Gene Hackman's character better than I did hers. Honestly, I really didn't really care for her character. I liked Russell Crowe did an amazing job playing his character with little that he did. Um, I mean, How did she Gene convince Hack- him to start killing there at the end? It's the right I mean, thing to do. Yeah, and I knowing mean, is half the battle. No, he, he was already Joe. killing. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the thing, though. He was already killing because he he killed in the first scene. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to kill, and he he, he shot he shot somebody. He yeah. shot somebody. He didn't kill him. Oh, that's true. But 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 no, but, but that he was killed over somebody later. That on. was kind of like the gateway drug. That was like, yeah. oh yeah, he got chased for it, and he's like, I'm going to yeah. kill more. Even when now. he was getting his gun, and we were talking about that a few minutes ago, is that you could see you could see his eyes light up, and it was starting to. It, he was starting to slowly get back into this. He had the taste. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, she was, she did what she needed to do to progress the story along, but I don't think that she was really like the best thing in the movie, even though she was the, she was the hardest fucking thing in the movie. The protagonist, yeah. Even though she was the protagonist, I think what she was just, what she, what they, they, I think Sam Raimi just kind of, because there was a lot of people. I mean, this could have been a complete disaster with all these characters because there was a lot of characters. Oh, definitely. There's a lot of personalities that were shown in the movie that that really could, you know, eat up the time and the scenes. But which is a credit. I mean, it was, to Sam it Raimi. was almost two hours long. No, but still, I mean, but still, dude, you could have all those people and it could be a complete clusterfuck because you have way too many characters, way too many personalities. 
Mm-hmm. And and none of them are, and it's just too many people. Like it's, I call it the Mortal Kombat syndrome, the yeah. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Like yeah. you have all these characters show up in the movie, and it's a complete and utter clusterfuck. Yeah. Or if you want to call it the Spider Man Three syndrome, I mean, whatever you want to call it, dude. It's just it doesn't work. Yeah, and Spider Man Three had half the characters of Annihilation. I mean, and it was still a mess. Well, and I think so. I think you're hitting on it. There is the fact that there's four main characters in the movie, obviously yes. Court and you know, Herod and the lady and the kid. And they have this, the whole thing is around this gun shooting bracket. But if you only put the four of them in, it's only a four person bracket, so to speak. There's no tension at all. Even an eight person bracket, they don't have one person to face. You have to make it a 16 person bracket, but you have to make those people feel like threats. If they don't feel like threats, then it's not interesting if they just look like some schlep and it's like, okay, well, he's going to be easy to beat. So they have to at least give those people a little bit of screen time and a little bit of screen time adds up. And this is my problem or not a problem, but this is why I tend to like television series more than movies is in this regard is that in a movie, a lot of times you generally, like Derek said, this was nearly two hours. I think it's an hour and 40 some minutes. So it's a long ish movie, but not super long. But at the end of the day, you still only have a very limited amount of time to build an entire backstory and come up with a resolution. And so we have an hour and 40 minutes to learn everything about these characters. We have 16 people, technically, theoretically, that we have to make a backstory for. So movies, it's hard to build an entire character, whereas like The Mandalorian is a great example of why I find The Mandalorian to be a great show, even better than the Star Wars original movies so you know the original movies of star wars if you take the first three movies what was that uh six hours worth of material yeah probably about, that much yeah and in the mandalorian now we're two seasons in and we're what about 30 minutes an episode roughly so we've already got yeah, yeah you can you're explore. able to flesh out yeah. yeah so i think this movie is as tomas said i think it does a good job of giving just enough to those characters to make them feel like they're important to the progression of the characters, even though they're really not. You know who's going to the finals. There was no surprise. Yeah. So in, in that sense, I mean, I want to kind of hear you guys. Like, what is, um, what is, I mean, I mean, do you guys mind if we just go to ratings right now? No. Kind of go for sure. that route? Yeah. I think let's talk it. about just Let's do it. A little tidbit. I want to, I, I found out, I wanted to look at this because it, it made it. Made an impression on me. So the prize money, before we go to the ratings, the prize money was $125,000 in 1870 time or whatever that was. was it, I thought it was like 132, but it could be. I yeah, don't yeah whatever. Yeah. Something like that. But but I, I found out that like in 2016, this is a line in, in IMDb, so it's probably not too much higher than it is now. But in 2016, that amount was, uh, with inflation, was $2,897,746.88. million eighty eight cents. Not as much as I thought it would be, honestly. How does that make any sense? It's inflation, dude. No, 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 no. What, I mean, the point well, in the story, like, as, as a, as a, like, like, if if anyone has that amount of money that they can give up for a prize, all right, that's fair. But you have to have like the Olympics is a thing that exists because it brings so much money into the area that it can make that event worthwhile. Right. You do the same thing in baseball or in wrestling or whatever. Right. People spending money, make the event work. And everyone was broke. Everyone's like, well, okay. I'm convinced what I'm convinced is, okay, here's, here's maybe what it is. Um, He is, 
the town itself is a shithole. So it's not the people yeah. contributing the money. They, they pay their taxes, and that's going to be part of the pot. Like but he's a dictator. He's a dictator. So part of the pot, but he's probably got his hands in like other kinds of banditry or sure. other kinds yeah. of dirty-ass stuff. That's where that money comes from. You know, yeah, poor-ass poor people in the town, little sad girl in the window is not paying shit. But other people are paying stuff where they are, and that he just brings it all together to the idea that maybe, for all you know, Maybe some of those people that were in the that were in the in the brackets were there because they participated in getting some of that money into the town, and now they're like, "Let me get a really nice fat it's like a buy-in. Car. It's like a buy-in kind of thing. Maybe. Maybe they bought it. But that's that's, why, that's I thought about that too. I'm like, "Where's that money coming from?" I mean, who knows? Yeah. Like, that guy is not above no. using other shady means of getting cash yeah. into the cow town yeah, I mean, besides the poor ass taxes. And this, well, this is also exactly what we're talking about. We don't know this guy's entire backstory. Yeah. Mm, yeah, he's probably got a lot of other shit going on. He just doesn't sit around this town with his I mean, dick in his hand. The, I mean, the money is just a MacGuffin, basically. That's all it is. It's just a MacGuffin, something to bring the story along. That's all it is to push it along. So that's what they're that's what they're gearing for. That's what they're trying to get to. They're trying to get to it, and it's just there to help the story move along. That's all it is. It's a MacGuffin. They're not going to tell you what it is about or where it came from. You just have to kind of accept it and just move on. Um, all right, so going to the thing. Mikey, let me hear. What are your ratings in the movie? How many dead gunfighters are you rating this motion picture? Out of how many dead gunfighters? Out of a possible oh, 10. 10. Out of a possible 10, 10 dead how many dead gunfighters are you rating this? Uh, and we go have these two, like a leg blown off or, or a finger, like a thumb. Like you, can have dec- you can have decimals, yes. You can have decimals. Okay, so, oh so gunfighters could be in like a coma, so they're not dead, but they're probably not gonna ever be useful to society well, they'll bleed out i mean there's no anesthesia okay anything. you know what i would say this i definitely put this obviously not the greatest movie but a lot of fun and i'm fine with that you i didn't go in expecting an award-winning flint film i know what sam raimi's up up to generally speaking and all things considered i was i was happy with the movie i'd say uh 7.37 Dead gunfighters. <laughs> seven point three seven. All right. That's basically Ace Hanlon's thumbs. That's basically what it is right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, good job, nice work. All right, Derek, what about you, brother? Oh, hard seven. <laughs> uh, it, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't regret having watched it. Um, it wasn't like a waste of time or anything like that. I would have um, known but- that listening to your notes. You just completely trash this movie for like twenty minutes. It's just uh, the things that really made me have to think about it. But I mean, make you go, hmm. there are some better Westerns, even from the same era that I would, I would much rather watch, particularly one of my favorite films of all time. So it's all right. It's fine. If it was on, I would watch it. But seven, seven, even. All right, seven, seven dead gunfighters, or are we talking about like seven dead whores? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Sunny, what are you? Seven, through the seven, chest. Number seven. Wow. All right. <laughs> well, okay, okay. So, um, in all honesty, like I, I'll, honestly, like I, I'm not crazy about westerns. I really am not. Yeah, I'm no, not crazy about westerns. Did. I've never been crazy about them, and I'm always surprised when I enjoy one. Like when I saw Unforgiven, I'm like, oh my god, I actually like this movie, but I will never watch it again. Um, westerns are just not my my genre, not my style. I'll watch a Kurosawa film, 
because it's not a Western, but it's Western-esque and he's influenced by Westerns or all that. But I watched Kurosawa because it's Samurai something else. Western's not my thing. I don't like Westerns. Um, I just, I've never have. So, but I like Sam Raimi. I like Sam Raimi a lot. There weren't enough zombies in this movie, though. There weren't enough deadites in this movie, I feel like. <laughs> so, look, I enjoyed the movie, but yeah, it's it's going to be on my lower end of the spectrum. Uh, I think... I don't know my lowest. I don't know. I don't know what I gave um, in the army, the army now. now? What, I don't remember what it was. I think it was like a one. <laughs> no, it's higher than that. This is this is actually a watchable film. But uh, Derek, you said seven. Yes, seven. Seven, seven corpses. Yes. Seven bodies turning cold uh, in the hot desert. Some with like a vulture pecking on its eyes. I think I'm there. I'll give it a seven. Maybe a six and a half. There's like a severed torso somewhere, and there's like. But all you see is the bottom half of the body is what it is. Like the torso's gone, and it's just like six it, cor- six <laughs> bodies, and then like a waist and legs, and they're just kind of bleeding out. Okay, like, you, see, you see a dog running away with an arm. There you go. Yeah, and you're like, oh man, where the rest of the body go? Just the arm. Where's the torso? What happened? to Everything else? Yeah, just I'm not the hand. Western. Paul's running around with a hand in his mouth. You know what? I'll give it. You know what? Forget it. Seven. Just seven because seven. I'm out of respect to Sam Raimi, but like westerns, not my thing. All right, so for me, I'll give it. I, I mean, like I said, it's not a fantastic movie. I mean, it's sort. I mean, because of Sam Raimi stuff, I'll give it a. I'll give it a solid seven, seven point two five. I think you know, point two five. Yeah, seven point two five. You know, that point two five is basically just like someone's ass cheek is blown off. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just this is what ass cheek for. It's a quarter of a body. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they understand how body percentages work. His scars ass cheek. That's why. And, and okay, speaking of which, did you hear when they said that he smelled bad? I think he took a shit when he died. I think that's what happened. I think his bowels emptied into his pants. That's why he stunk so much. But either way, um, oh my that's, god, that's usually what happens when you die. FYI. So I think it's just a, a strong seven point two five. And I think that you know when it comes to the motion picture, yeah, it's not a great great motion picture, but it's honestly it's just fun. It's a popcorn flick, someone to watch in your free time. You haven't seen it, just might as well watch it. I I particularly like westerns, specifically FYI, if you ever want to see a good western, watch that Netflix show Godless. Fantastic. Fantastic western. It's a great show. Honestly, Goody, you would probably like it too. It's really good. Maybe, hopefully. Maybe, you never know. I don't believe it. <laughs> That's that QAnon bullshit. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, I say 7.25. All right. Well, those are our ratings for the show. Um, I guess now it comes down to uh, top shelf. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if Mikey has a top shelf. Does he have a top shelf today? Top shelf? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, okay. What's something There's a concept. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I thought maybe. Yeah. All right. So top I'm shelf. I'm your show, but sometimes I don't get to the end because it lasts. I know. It's long. It's, our shows are long. It's like true. this one is. So like this one, top shelf are usually the shows that we're looking at, that we're watching, that we like, that we enjoy, that we want to kind of just talk about. So like, I'll, okay, I'll get started. like so, shows, TV, like, yeah. movies, yeah. video so games, right whatever now, books. So right now, my top shelf right now that I'm watching crazy right now is The Expanse on Amazon. I mean, that show is unbelievable. I was talking to my brother the other day about it. I just started watching it. I just started watching it, and um, and it's like amazing. I mean, it's so scientifically accurate, and and everything they talk about on the show is great. The way they handle all the the different like the zero G and everything is fantastic, dude. It's fantastic. So, um, have you started the? But didn't they just get greenlit for like another season or something? 
they're 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 releasing season five now on a weekly basis. I'm in season four at the moment, and season six just got greenlit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I see. There's only And it's all on Amazon. So if you have Amazon, do it. Hmm. I think I thought about watching this and then I just said do not. Sarah, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Do it. <laughs> Wait, Sarah, did, you, did you like Battlestar Galactica, the old the the, the remake series? Yeah. With all this, like, the, the, the the politics and all that stuff, then you're gonna like this. There's like politics and cool. It's it's really good. It's cool. It's really good. It's really good, dude. Oh, I got more of like a Firefly vibe off of it. That sounds no, more like Deep Space no, Nine. No, 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 this is more like Deep Space no. Nine. This okay. is more like Deep Space Nine. Yeah, dude. So okay, so that, that's that's my top shelf. So, uh, Mikey, uh, uh, you want to give us more time, or you want you want? No, no I'm good. My top shelf, like I said, I think I mentioned it earlier, is I tend to try to work out during watching shit because if i don't i'll be fat as fuck so unfortunately i'm out of shows at the moment but i can tell you like i said i was watching the shield that's old school so i won't mention that i'm going to throw out at least a couple of top shelf shows that i i think need more love there's a show called patriot on amazon prime that i absolutely love uh two seasons it got canceled give that a shot uh i love absolutely love especially the second season of the boys i thought the first season was good the second season was better uh it's such a unlike the umbrella academy which was on netflix which is a good show the umbrella academy is a very it's a feel-good kind of buddy show or kind of a family show i guess uh but what umbrella academy tries to do in their second season is they try to get a little political, but the boys literally like beat you over the head with, with society and, and the way it is. And it's a really well done show, really well thought out, uh, makes you feel terrible about yourself while also feeling good about yourself. I think the boys is fantastic. Better call Saul one last season coming on. Uh, can't wait to see that. Uh, the new season because better call Saul is a, I would argue, and I may get backlash. I think it's a better show than Breaking Bad, which is what it was based off of. Sure. I think it's just a deeper show. And are, is, uh, are they, is it based off, like literally, is it when they wrote it, is it based off of that or is it based in the same spin-off. universe? It's, it's, it's a prequel. It's a prequel. Okay. So yeah, but, yeah. Saul Goodman is the lawyer in Breaking Bad at the end of the show, pretty much. Mm. But this is a prequel of how he became Saul. How Jim, how, uh, yeah, how Jimmy McGill, I think is his name, turned into Saul Goodman and kind of the the mistakes he's made. And the MVP of the show is Kim Wexler. She's awesome. So those are the things that I think are top shelf and I'm looking cool. forward to. Sick. Speaking of which, speaking of which, Steve Odenkirk is in a movie where he plays like a like an ex hitman called Mr. Nobody. And they, they they just released a trailer for it. you guys should watch it. It's pretty fucking amazing. It's pretty Mr. fucking Nobody? amazing. It's yeah, it's with Steve Odenkirk. I'll find you. I'll, I'll get the real name. Anyways, but yeah, that, that's, that's some good pull, Odenkirk. dude. That's some good pull. Dude, Steve Odenkirk. Steve Odenkirk is his name. I heard about that movie. I don't, I don't remember where it popped up. Who's on Steve my Odenkirk? Feed. Steve Odenkirk. Yeah, he's uh, he's Saul. No, it's Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Sorry, Bob Odenkirk. Bob, Bob. Steve Odenkirk is the guy, the writer of uh, of uh, Ace Ventura 2. Sorry. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. He really did. Oh, I'm sorry. And and Kung Pao, enter the fist. I apologize. Ooh, wait, Sorry. are you kidding me? Did that guy do that? 
Bob, uh, Steve Odekirk did, not Bob Odekirk. Are they related? Are they related? No, no, they're not related. They're not related. But no, he like- did. But he was the writer and and producer and and actor in the show in in Mr. Show. Yeah, with uh, with David Kirk. Cross, Bob Odenkirk. He's he's a comedian first. Yeah, before he's, he's an actor. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Anyways, uh, uh, Goody, what about you, man? What's your uh, what's your top shelf? All right, so my top shelf is is uh, not even top shelf. I, I I don't know what it is. I think I talked about it with you guys before. I don't think we were, but it's like. All right, so I, obviously I'm the, I'm, I love video games, and so I usually pick those. And so currently, I got on the cheap a video game that's been out for about a year now, more than a year probably. I don't know. Death Stranding by Hideo Kojima or Kojima. I don't know how you say it. I can never remember. Hideo Kojima. I be, well, sure, I believe you. <laughs> um, the point is this: it's a game that you're. I mean, if you haven't played it yet, it's very much like you're basically uh, a very, very glorified. You're, no, you're a courier in the entire game. It's some post-apocalyptic thing. Here's the thing. It's it's my top shelf in that I am playing it because I just got it and I got it really cheap. And I'm like, all right, enjoying it for, you know, because it's, you know, a cheaper game. But it's also my top shelf because I'm learning something that I don't like about it. And I don't like about him, the way he makes his games, his developed his game, is that I don't like his storytelling style. So it's a game that I'm going to finish it, maybe. Um, but it's, it's a, a great top shelf. Yeah, yeah that's it's a like, great. I like mid shelf. This is like this is like this is like honestly, like, honestly this look. is like this is like the mix. This is like the mix. The mix shelf where you it's have a, like it's a well. It may be well. It may be well. I don't know. Well. Maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm an idiot. Like he mentioned that like once a long time ago that certain people wouldn't be able to understand the game. But I'm just not crazy about his storytelling style because I'm a lore guy. If you haven't figured that out from the from the from the from the podcast, I love lore. What I don't love is when they give you a media like that, like a game that you could spend hours in and you don't, as a lore guy, I don't know why things are the way they are. And they give you a very, uh, they give you vocabulary and words that don't mean anything in real life because they're made up for the game. And I don't understand what's, ha- I don't know why but things are. The way they are. Yeah. They don't give you enough backstory to, to. Yeah. And it's a drastically different in. world. It's a drastically different world. Where like, we're, essentially it's a world where like people <laughs> have become addicted to the oxytocin that they get from delivering something. So they become a whole cult of deliver. I, I don't know, man. Can you Look, imagine, can you imagine if the movie avatar opened with just one Navi to another Navi with like a cup of Joe at work that is like, so how was your weekend? Like they didn't explain oh, any of it. <laughs> no, it's like or one Navi to another Navi, and it's like they're standing over the the smoking wreckage of a mech suit because it just killed a space marine, and then they don't, and then they go on to like how like trees and and like the flying dragon things or the banshees are doing. Oh, like, God, like, but they don't tell you why there was a smoking wreckage of a mech suit. I don't know. It's just that's how I feel now. I'm assuming as I play more of the game. Uh, they'll reveal more of that story. I don't know, but they're throwing words at me and concepts that I don't know, understand because they don't exist. It exists in the games world. This is a well drink right now. It's not top shelf. This is well right now. I, for hope, me. I hope that they don't explain any of it and yeah, the game just cuts to black. <laughs> Yo, if that happens, everyone will know it. And I will be so super pissed. <laughs> I will actually tell Bebel, Bebel, get Mikey back on here because this fucking sucks and he has to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Oh, okay. Well, so, that, that, Death Stranding, guys. Death Stranding. Uh, <laughs> is it good or not? <laughs> TBD. 
All right, that's good to know. Okay, Derek, let's talk about it, dude. What's what's going on, man? Oh God, man, that was that was rough. Okay, um, do you have a well drink or a uh, top? I think we have I, to do well drink. I have a top drink. shelf. Okay, I already gave you my well drink when we did Army. Now, um, so that was your top shelf. I mean, that movie was you picked it, so that's you my can't ever top look Derek, to continue to erase history. My top shelf is a show. Um, it is still airing. There's only 11 episodes. It is fucking phenomenal. It's called Akudama Drive. It's a anime uh, TV series. And so as my normally my... my normal- I was looking at Mikey's face. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> here's, here's the concept. I thought he was talking about um, the road on the Doom Patrol that Goody was talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> no. Billy. Talking about Billy. The series essentially starts off with um, there is a super society that is uh, they they, based on the crimes you have committed, you have been sentenced to X number of years, you know, in prison. And so the ultimate villains face each other off like, oh, I've been put away for 2000 years. Like that's his that's how badass he is. That's how many people he's killed. Well, you've got like all these different like criminals that compete against each other and. Uh, one of them is just a brawler. Like he's just super hulked up and just beats the shit out of people. And you got another one who likes to, likes to murder people and another one that likes to steal shit and another one that's the best driver. And they all have to team up. Apparently they get sucked into this giant bid thing. They get rescued and now they're indebted to this child because they need to get the child out of the nuclear zone. That is what this show is about. (laughs) So, so, so they gonna, are like the Doom Patrol. They got to team up, and they're just a bunch of. Or I think of it almost like Ocean's Eleven. You got a bunch of specialty folks, and they come in to do a thing, right? Cool. Well, so. I mean, it sounds like I don't believe it. No, fact check. Oh, Goody was wrong. It's actually Danny the Street. Danny. Oh Danny. my God. So, so, apparently, right. I got it wrong because I picked uh, another innocuous name. Sorry, it's Danny. Really? It's who Danny apparently is- becomes Danny the Brick in future comics of Doom Patrol because he gets destroyed. Or I don't know. It's whatever. It's Doom Patrol. Here we go. <laughs> okay. I mean, so, I mean, for God's sake, I mean, there's, there's, there's a oh, talking. No, no, no. But I want to hear more about Ocean's Eleven Nuclear Zone. <laughs> so what's it called again? No, for, what's it called? What's it called? For real. I'm not kidding. What's it called? Akudama. Drive. A K U D A M A. Akudama Drive. That's a circle um, of life, right? Liking. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, my god. Okay. <laughs> so the point I was getting to is the reason I like this show is it is animated, like the motion and the movements of the characters, like the physics that they put into this are is all hand drawn. But it emulates some stuff that I've never seen people put in animation, right? So the same reason, like, Tomas, if you remember, um, what was that? You were into that boxing show on Netflix, Baki, I think? Yes, Baki. The reason those sports anime shows are so good is the way that they animate it, the visual effect of the like people in mass moving in animation. And it's so entrapping. This show does the same thing, but with vibrant colors, like you're psyched out on some kind of shrooms or something. That's what this show is. That's why I like it. That's my top shelf. Cool. Good job. Where can you find it? Give me a moment. I'll tell you two seconds. Wait, no, no, no. It's probably not legal then. Forget it. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, 
You can watch it on like I'm sure it's on uh, Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll, yeah, Crunchyroll, yeah. Crunchyroll. Probably on Crunchyroll. Something so. legit sounding. Crunchyroll. Something legit. Yeah. <laughs> Which just got sold. Have, by the way, don't Legal. bring that up. I don't want to talk. I never heard about Crunchyroll <laughs> until like it got sold like a week or two ago. I was like, what the fuck is a Crunchyroll? Yeah, Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sony just buy it or no? Yes, yeah, they just bought it. Well, how could it go bad? Sony, right? <laughs> okay, uh, Akudama Drive is available on Hulu and Funimation. Nice. Funimation is that? Oh, Sony's also. Dude, dude, yeah. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. I ain't gonna lie, but I ain't gonna lie. But Hulu's uh, anime library is legit, dude. Don't mess around with it. It's pretty good. Hulu's actually a legit streaming service. It took me a while to hop on board, but I end up watching as much Hulu. As I just got majority owned by Disney. Charging. Yeah, that's, yeah. Disney owns fifty one percent of Hulu. So. Yeah, and you can get uh, if you're into UFC, which I am, or in college sports, which I'm not as much. But you can get the UFC, ESPN Plus, or you can get the ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and Hulu package for like. Really cheap. Yeah, yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it. I just thought about Hulu whenever they started. The only option was to pay a subscription that came with commercials. And I was like, what the fuck's the point? Why? Yeah, I know, I know. So, it's, uh, by the way, the movie's called Nobody with uh, with Bob Odenkirk. And it's actually produced by David Leitch, the guy who directed uh, John Wick. Is that your top show? No, no, no. I'm just oh. talking about because we talked about nobody with a, a Better Call Saul with Bob Kirk. So, yeah. But, yeah, watch the trailer for it. They have a Red Band trailer, which is amazing for that movie. But, all right. So, um, now that we've done our top shelf, and of course, Goody Now has brought in Well Drinks into the fold. No, <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. But just, whatever, man. We'll see, how, we'll see how, how things develop with this. Don't even. Okay. Don't even. Okay. I'm, I'm fucking around. All right. Derek, since it's your turn, what are we watching on the next episode and discussing? For the letter R, and I won't change my mind halfway through. We're gonna is that a be, shot at Goody. We're gonna watch. No, 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 no. Yeah, I just don't want to. Is Goody the one that changed Princess Bride on us? Yes, that was Goody. Okay, Maybe see, it I was. was Princess Bride. <laughs> you guys changed it to Protege or some bullshit, and I was the like, Prestige, the Prestige. Yeah, prestige. <laughs> For R, we're gonna be watching Return of the Jedi. Nice. So if yes. you don't like the first hour of this podcast, don't come back next week. <laughs> Straight up Star Wars ass. That's what we're going to be doing right there, boy. <laughs> so um, I have quite a few movies to watch, and we can uh, we can record that one here soon. That'll be a six-hour episode, FYI. So just, just be aware. <laughs> so much lightsabers. It's we're going to release it over the course of like eight weeks. Veiny. <laughs> Big veiny lightsabers just all over yeah. there. It's like a dark saber up your butt, dude. This was gonna okay, be here's, now, let me here's... ask you this. After you use your lightsaber so much, does it just go like this? It gets, gets a little bit more flaccid. Yeah, maybe maybe it needs a little bit of a blue pill. Okay. Yeah. How about there's how about I have a YouTube video with Princess Brides in Ego Montoya fighting the masked man with lightsabers? Oh, it's those are great. great. Those are great. What about the kid who, uh, the, the lightsaber kid from the old videos? Yeah, the kid with the two. <laughs> <laughs> I think his name is Gislaine. I think he's from, uh, oh, no, he's not. He's from Canada. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gislaine was his name, his first name. Gislaine. Anyways, all right. Well, um, I appreciate Mikey from Whack Brackets, Brackets showing up on our show today. Um, uh, do you have a good time, dude? I want to make sure you had a good time with yeah, us, man. This is a lot of oh, shit. I've been here three hours. I either had a good time or some <laughs> exactly. exactly. No, I drink exactly. some beer. I had some fun. Uh, you know, always, always enjoy hanging out. This is 
yeah, talking to you guys. A lot of fun. You got a great podcast. I enjoy awesome. I enjoy being here. So well, I thank you again. I appreciate you being with us, man. And as always, we end the show with a quote. And so whoa, the quote whoa, you is- got to shout out your show, man. Oh yeah, shout out your show. Come on, talk to us. Talk to us. Ah, uh, okay. And yeah, I, I didn't expect that, but thank you. Yeah, pretty much. I, ahead, I have a podcast. He's called Whack Brackets. These boys have been on relatively recently. Uh, but yeah, every week is to, to explain what it is. I'm asking the burning questions you never knew you wanted answered until my podcast asked them. I will bring on podcasters as well as friends of the show, which now I can consider all these guys fellow podcasters and friends as well. But we bracket off similar contestants using irrelevant, ever changing questions. So we might bracket off uh, Goody against Derek, who's more likely to drink jizz out of a bottle. Which one was our episode? What, 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 I forget. What we was it like Santa Claus or something? No, it was. Uh, it was the drunks. Drunks. Best drunks. In, oh, uh, in that's TV. what it was. Motion picture. Where did? How did we get onto the? Uh, oh, bad Santa. That's what it was. That was bad Santa. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the so, questions change every round. Our episode. Yeah, yeah, these guys were a lot of fun. Like I said, I think they're now my. I think they may be my second longest episode because the episode episode a hey, episode. It's because we do this. We do like this. We do this for like the, all day. Yeah, the election episode lasted forever. But yeah, this was uh, we had a great time. So yeah, check these guys out if you like their show. Check them out on my podcast. And uh, where 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 can they find you, man? Uh, I am everywhere that good and bad podcasts, usually bad podcasts or streams. So. And then if you want to send me, check me out on the Instagrams and the tweeters. Uh, I'm at Whack Brackets. And if you want to send me an email, send it to anything at Whack Brackets. You can send it to Derek's Jizz in a Bottle at WhackBrackets.com. I will do it. Someone, please do it. <laughs> I, will I want to hear that. this happen. I will actually get that email. I'm not shitting you. And I'll let you know if it happens. Nice. I swear someone does it. We're putting it on the Instagram page. <laughs> see this realm come to reality. I want to see it. I want to see it. It was a blast being on your show, man. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, man. Yeah, for real. And uh, and as always, guys, I mean, uh, with the quotes, here's a quote from the motion picture. Um, like I always say, put a fox in the hen house. You'll have chicken for dinner every night. Fucking Bye, animals. everybody. See you later. Peace. See you.